So we're going to talk about how to meet and change your social circle so you can find more interesting people, more knowledgeable people. So one thing that we'll talk about today is just a few stories from the trenches. I'll tell you some mistakes that I've made, networking, some good stuff I've done, some experiments I've run, some experiments that failed. And remember, at the end of the day, I'm gonna give you some principles here. The first one is that, um, you know, networking is a mad scientist laboratory process. So take notes because I'm going to be opening up uh, I'm going to be opening up some uh, a little contest later to win an iPad mini entrepreneur tool. You can read on it, do some business. And I'm also going to open up the accelerator. I got a cool bonus that I've never given out. I've been doing these bonuses and um, you'll see, it'll help you a lot with networking. So networking is a mad scientist laboratory process. A lot of you are coming here today hoping, uh, wishing on a star for something that doesn't exist. There is no absolute process that works every time. And as soon as you find one that you think works every time, then you start doing that every time and then it starts failing. And people don't like this answer, um, but that's how life goes. By the way, if you see a lot of people walking around, Sarah Underwood is here doing a photo shoot. She's a friend and asked if she could come by. She's in LA. So if you guys know who Sarah Underwood is, she's got a couple million Instagram followers. Um, on my Snapchat, I'm snapping some behind the scenes. So when you, and write this down, somebody says, show us her. She's around here. It's on my Snapchat. You guys that don't follow uh, Snapchat, man, missing out. I have all kinds of stuff that I don't post anything. Where's Kenna? She's just, Kenna, somebody's asking for you. Hi. Come say hello. Just come pop in. Are you around, Kenna? She's shy. Um, my snap name is just my name, Ty Lopez, and the number one. Come, just pop in and say hello. Kenna doesn't like to be on the camera. Hello. She's peacing out. That's as long as you can get her for. Um, so. You're going to find something that works for you when you network with Bob, Susie, George, whoever it is you're trying to find. I know you guys got a target, somebody you wish you could meet. You know, you might want to meet Steven Spielberg. You might want to meet, where are they going to work? Where are you guys going? Oh, Kevin, are they working in my office? Yes. Okay. Um, so you got your target, Steven Spielberg, or Mark Cuban, or somebody in your industry. And you're gonna think back to what worked before. So let's say you're 
what worked for you before is to send an email to their assistant or what worked for you before is to walk up to walk up to them confidently or what worked for you before was to give them a gift uh but i will tell you i've never found a one-stop shop approach that worked so a lot of people want that one-stop shop approach they want the walmart of networking and if you do the walmart of networking you're going to get Walmart quality networking, which is not, no, no offense to Walmart, but you wouldn't want to have heart surgery in Walmart. You wouldn't want to buy fine art in Walmart, and you want your life to be fine art. So when I fall, start falling into the trap of going, ooh, I got an idea. This is going to work. Then I step back and I go, wait a second. It's a, this is a mad scientist laboratory process. Let's picture for a second mad scientist approach to anything. Pick a problem in your life. Let's just take a quick survey here on my website or Periscope or Meerkat. Give me a problem that you have, okay? And I'm going to show you something that no one's ever shown you, at least no one ever showed me growing up. Can you grab my shake over there? Finance. But give me a specific problem specific problem you have. It could be a networking problem, but building a brand. Okay, friends who don't give a shit, no savings account, not enough subscribers, need a new car, Pythagorean, uh, Pythagorean theorem. That's been solved. Getting a B minus in your class, where to network, how to follow through, life in general, advertising, somebody says they have seizures, junky car, reaching out to people, buying more homes, more homes, starting your first company, building a dream team of staff, drug addiction somebody has. All right, let's just random. I'm going to pick the next. I'm going to close my eyes, hold my finger out, and the first one I'm going to open right now. Speaking publicly. Okay, that was the one on Periscope. So let's say you take, we replace the word here, networking, with public speaking. It's a mad scientist laboratory process. What could you do to become a mad scientist around uh, public speaking? Any ideas? By the way, this is a good one because this is related. Your ability to speak is related to your ability to network for the most part. So a mad scientist. What do you think of when you think of a mad scientist? I think of a dude or a woman in like a basement no windows, it's late at night or whatever, they don't even know what time it is. There's test tubes everywhere. There's things exploding, nearly killing them. My, gran my grandfather on my mom's side, my mom's dad, was a mad scientist, a real one. My grandpa didn't leave the house for 12 years one time, my grandma told me. <laughs> he got working on a project and didn't leave for 12 years. Literally, he never physically left the property. In fact, my mom got married and he didn't go, even though it was one mile away, because he didn't leave the house for 12 years. So, but I remember as a little kid, he used to read scientific novels. He used to have in his room, he had, he had like little terrariums, but instead of having lizards and stuff or whatever, or he had like silverfish in them. And I was like, why do you have silverfish? I was a little kid. He died when I was about eight. 
He's like, oh, well, you know, they're interesting. They eat paper or something. He's always experimenting with like different types of paper. Um, he was a, a marine biologist at, he helped open Scripps in San Diego. Um, my grandma and him moved to San Diego in 1962. So that, I think Scripps started, I mean, I think UCSD started in 61 or something. So they were there at the very beginning. And then he also became an astrophysicist later. So he actually worked with the Nobel Prize winning guy. They didn't win a Nobel Prize, but the guy he worked with and he was a specialist. My grandpa really got into asteroids, believe it or not. Not the video game, not the old school video game. And um, did he know Carl Sagan? I don't think so. But he was a true mad scientist. One of my earliest memories of my grandfather is he used to shoot a gun. He was from the South, he was from Louisiana. He used to shoot a gun down the hallway. He used to sit in a chair. He got emphysema from smoking, so he couldn't walk much. He would sit in a chair and just stack up phone booths and shoot it right through the house. He would just tell everybody, nobody walk down the hall, I'm shooting. And he had like a 45. And I remember walking, he would tell me, and I asked him as a little kid, um, he had a big influence on me. I think that's why I like reading. He was a very smart guy. Um, but one thing that was interesting about him, he was very mean to all his own children. So my mom, uncle, they didn't have the best experience growing up. But by the time I was born, I was his first grandson. And so he had mellowed out and he, he never would kill my curiosity. I remember sitting and asking him questions and it was kind of like networking as a little kid. And I would ask him questions about, I remember I'd ask him where fire came from or bricks because I would see bricks. I just ask him everything I saw. I remember being like bricks because I saw bricks of the fireplace and he knew everything. It was very interesting. I was lucky. Um, I wish he had lived longer because my brothers didn't really get to meet him. And when I asked him why he was shooting a gun down the hall, he goes, well, I was calculating the physics on how many phone booths, I mean, phone books it will take to stop the bullet. And it was like only like four or something like that. And he thought that was interesting. So he was literally experimenting at all moments in time with things that the average person doesn't even think about. And that's a mad scientist. Now, I'm not saying you need to shoot a gun down the hall. I'm not saying you need to have uh, silverfish in your house. He also had these huge axes behind his bed. These clubs, they were primitive. They're called a Chulian axe. And I remember as a kid being like, Grandpa, why do you keep clubs behind, like caveman clubs? They were like a long stick with a piece of like quartz that was kind of like triangular. And he goes, oh, I keep that so if a robber comes in, I'm going to hit him in the head with it. That was a, and he had a gun. He was a pretty aggressive dude. He also had a whistle. I remember he gave, for one Christmas, my grandma gave him a whistle. And uh, this is back before, like, internet, and people used to call you to try to sell you stuff on the phone every night at 6 o'clock. There used to be telemarketers. There still are. But what he would do is when they would call him, he would go, hold on one second, and he would go away and he would get his police whistle and he would whistle in it as loud as he could and he said it would hurt their ears because they had a headphone on. So that was my grandpa's experiment with getting rid of, he said they'll never call you back after you do that one time. Um, it was like real high pitched. So once again, it's funny, I haven't thought about that story for a long time, but the point being is he was just trying to figure out life. 
and sometimes you fail. Sometimes you shoot. He he actually um, almost went crazy. My grandma said when back before I was born in the '60s, he moved to Panama to try to do an experiment on growing shrimp. That was his specialty for the United Nations Food Bank to help poor, to feed poor people. And he had this idea that you could have saltwater shrimp, ocean shrimp, but instead of raising them in the ocean where it's hard to have cages, you could flood these little ponds a little bit inland from the beach and raise the shrimp there in a more uh, secure environment. So he spent years working on it and then a big storm came and it, and he hadn't calculated right and it wa- and it basically flooded and killed all his shrimp. And he got super depressed, my grandma said, for years after that. He also, last little story, that's funny, my grandma and grandpa, when they first got married, they got married and lived in North Carolina. And my grandma said, we, had, we bought a house from a farmer, but it was really, it was far away. And we had bought a piece of land right on the coast. And my grandpa said, we'll just move the house. And my grandma said, that's impossible. How do you move a house? And my grandpa said, I got a friend. And this old farmer came with a one-ton jack or a three-ton jack. I don't know, I, I've learned that you can do this before. I, I learned this at the Amish, they do this too. You just go to the corners of the house, you jack up the house, you put logs under it, and the guy had one mule, and he put it on a winch with my grandpa. They devised this whole thing, and they moved a house with one mule, something like, I don't know, you know, 800 yards or something like that. And they moved it, they wanted it close to the, it was like a cliff by the beach, they wanted it real close because they wanted a view. And so my grandma said, I think this is a little close. You got to follow a woman's intuition sometime. And my grandpa, being the scientist, he said, no, I looked at the weather patterns of the last hundred years and I did the mathematical calculations and this, the, the erosion of the cliff happens at whatever, one foot per 10 years. So we're 20 feet back. It's going to take X, you know, centuries to happen because there's only a hurricane this so often. But my grandma said that in one year, two huge hurricanes came and it basically almost washed the house away. So again, my grandfather wasn't afraid to just try stuff. And if you want to leverage and somebody say, how are these stores related? Well, you got to have a little bit of IQ, how this stores, you can't think how this story is related to networking. Are you reading? Maybe you just came in last or you're a slow learner. The way that you connect these is very simple. You go, my grandpa was not afraid to try shit. If you want to meet people, you have to try weird shit. How about that? Is that an easy enough connection? Is it bad to be a slow learner? Yes. Yes. Let me tell a little sidetrack here because this is very important for this talk. For those of you uh, slow learners, or stubborn people, um, to surround yourself with slow learners and stubborn people is to surround yourself kind of like with witches that are completely throwing curses on you at all time. You know what the greatest, worst curse you could ever put on any human being, in my opinion? Not that I believe in curses, but just let's say you could. There's only one curse that would freak me out. I mean, there's other, you know, to get sick or something, but besides health ones. If somebody said to me, I curse you, that it will take nine times longer for you to learn anything or accomplish anything. 
The reason I picked nine times, I just saw this movie, Joy. And it's a fascinating movie. I thought it was a love story with Robert De Niro and Jennifer Lawrence. You gotta watch this movie. It's about entrepreneurs and a woman, Joy Mag... It's based on a true story, Joy Mag... Magdala or Madonna, Madonna, who now made $50 million for herself, 100 patents and inventions, QVC. And Bradley Cooper pays the head of QVC that what went on then the Home Shopping Network. And he basically said um, everything he would tell his employees, he would yell it nine times. And Jennifer Lawrence in one scene says something like, why are you saying, like everything he would say, he'd be like, can you bring me that outfit? That, can you bring me that outfit? Can you bring me that outfit? Can you bring me that? And he said he realized that the average person takes nine times before they even start hearing you. And right when I said that, that's one of the most aha enlightenment moments I've ever had in my life. I realized this is it. There's only one great superpower that each of you should want to possess. Whenever I ask that question, what superpower should you have? People say things like, oh, I want to be able to fly. I want to be able to go back in time. Okay, that's great. That's a superpower you can't have. But I can give you a superpower that's within the reach of each person here. And that is to learn nine times faster than the average person. So to invert it and flip it. So think about this. You want to lose weight? What will take people nine months, you'll do in one month. You want to add muscle? What will take the average man nine years to gain? You will gain in 2016. Think of this, what greater superpower could it be? What will take people, when people can network with one important person, you'll already have networked with nine. What other advantage and superpower do you need in life? Just think of that. That's my new thing now. Nine. I just take it from that movie. I don't know. It could be ten. I'm just like, I like nine. And if you want to network, going back to point number one, so we'll call this number two, the 9x factor. It's my new. You got to go nine times faster in networking through your experiments. So let's say you want to meet uh, let's say there's an author of a book and you want to interview them for whatever reason, for your business or to learn. Now, the average person is going to take easily nine years. Okay? Oh, by the way, I'll show you something. This nine thing. The average person to become, a, uh, the average millionaire took how many years? Anybody remember? 12 to 20 years. There's an exhaustive study of self made millionaires in the United States. It's called The uh, Millionaire Next Door. It's a fascinating book. So let's say the average person takes 12 to 20. Let's just set, average that, and we'll say the average person takes 15 years. Now, I'm sorry, not the av- that's not average. That's millionaires, good people that did it. Okay, what's 15 times 9? Anybody? 145. Close, not 145. No, it's 135. 15 times 10 is 150, minus 115 is 135. Okay, this, it's so funny, once I saw this book, everybody you know is gonna become a billionaire. I'm sorry, a millionaire. Everybody you know, if they could live to 135. I promise you, pick your slowest friend that ain't sharp, that, or your most stubborn friend, maybe they are smart, but they're stubborn about it, 
whatever age they are, and then the age they start trying to make money, add 135 years to it, and that's when they're gonna get it. Really, that exactly matches up. I'll tell you how I can mathematically prove this. What's the savings rate of the average person, let's just take the United States, who the average person who retires, let's say around 65 to 70, what, how much do they have saved up? Does anybody know? Average. If you take out, I think, the most poor and the wealthiest, just like kind of the mainstream, what do you got? The answer is around forty dollars to $60,000. So if you compound that, around one you you'll have a million bucks, depending on, you got to live on some of the sixty grand. So you, some of it can say so you live on, you know, it's going to be hard to pull off. But my point being... The average person's gonna figure out how to network at age 135, which means you're dead. And that's why there's a very famous saying. No one knows who said it exactly. It's like Plato, Socrates, the Oracle of Delphi thousands of years ago. It says, art is long, but life is what? See, that's the curse right there. They recognized this thousands of years ago. Life is long. I'm sorry, art is long. Okay, what did they mean by art? Skill. Skill takes a long time for most people, but life is short. So think about this. When it comes to networking, it's not really what's the one, two, three thing, and then instantly everybody wants to be your friend and network with you. It's more the learning curve for the average person. So let's, let's say here's around 80 years old, okay? Here's 18. Unfortunately, in the modern society, people come out at 18, they don't know jack squat about anything. Trust me. I got it's crazy. I now I meet smart 18-year-olds, but they don't know anything about life and it's not really their fault. The system is completely screw-brained up. I'm just telling you. And this is why I get a lot of hate. Anytime you attack a system, people are going to figure out ways to attack you at all levels, you know? Um they don't know anything. They, you should be a CFP level at 18. Every American, every European, every Australian, every South American, every African, every you know, Asian. You should have a CFP level of knowledge. Certified financial planner. I didn't become a certified financial planner until I was in my 20s. Why? Because nobody, I never even heard of it. You learn the five main areas of finance. You could easily knock it out from age 14 to age 18 if you took one class a day in school, you know how you have like seven classes or whatever in school, junior high and high school? Make one of them called real life. That's what I would make it. Meaning, if you don't know anything about finance, uh, if you don't know the difference between stock bond and a bond is, you're in big trouble. You're going to be poor for a long time. But you will, don't worry, with the modern system, you will figure it out. You will be around here. That's how the curve grows. Now, some of you, are gonna go like this, I hope. Some of you, wherever your age is now, your learning curve gonna look like that. And this is the only superpower you really want, okay? This is the only superpower you really want, guys. 
There's no other useful superpower. I mean, the rest are just fantasy superpowers. This is a real one that's in within each of your possession, whether or not you have a super high IQ or not. If you have a decent IQ, meaning if you're on this call, you can figure out how to manage your iPad, computer, or phone, you got enough of an IQ. Even more, I'm supposed to meet Warren Buffett tonight, or at least go, I'm going to a house thing with Hillary Clinton and Warren Buffett. I don't know if I'll meet him, but it's interesting I'm talking about networking, but that's tonight. I'm going to have to leave here relatively early. Uh, he, he'll be a hard person to meet, but it'd be cool to be able to, there'll be, there'll be about a, 200 people there at the house. Um, but he's a fast learner. And Warren Buffett, you know, Warren Buffett started at seven. Okay, by age 12, he had already read all the books in the Omaha, Nebraska library school system. Okay, so he's at 12. Warren, um, Bill Gates at 12, he started, instead of just going to school normal, he went to a school. His parents were smart enough to stick him in a school with a new thing called computers. Wouldn't it have been cool, you know, for all of you who are a little older, Bill Gates' age, if in the 70s your parents had had the foresight to be like, learn some learning, uh, learn some computer stuff. It's going to be the way. It didn't take a genius to figure out computers were going to be important. But most people are too slow. Most people didn't adopt computers till the 90s. Okay? few, some people in the 80s. Um, now, Steven Spielberg, around seven, I think he made his first movie or started. His parents gave him some film equi uh, some equipment. So their learning curve, and then by, in his 20s, he was the youngest, what is it, studio head, TV studio head? He was the youngest. Yeah, so Spielberg, he just cut the curve, and here at this, you know, whatever, in his 20s, he was the youngest director in history for TV, right? So what I'd like each of you to do, and I'm telling you, if you think that your learning curve is here, be careful of thinking this, because you'll know. So I'm going to give you a test of the learning curve. Now, when it comes, you can apply each and everything to this. So let's say today we're talking, you know, we do these live talks. I talk on many things. I talk about what I wish people had taught me about investing, what I wish people had taught me about marketing, what I wish people had taught me uh, about starting a business. And you can just swap out anything here for the mad scientist, which is number, number one, the way you're, I put in number one, if you missed it, the way to increase this learning curve what, is to increase your experimentation level. And so what Warren Buffett did at seven, he started experimenting with books talking about the stock market. He didn't just read one book and say, now I know it all. He was a mad scientist. He kept reading more and more. Ooh, I'm going to experiment with this book and this book and this book and this book. And over time, it began to all come together for him. Steven Spielberg didn't just get one piece of equipment at seven and he's still using it at 20. He tried every lens, he tried every, and he made mistakes and he made bad movies and he made good movies. And what, here, let me show you something, what's gonna happen that's gonna shut us, that shuts us all down because here's a real sad thing about life. If you take the average child, so they're zero days old, the day they're born, they come into a society that for various reasons, you can call it social controls, that's what social, sociologists, there's a very complex web of interactions that causes this to happen, but the 
in and outs and uh, long and short of it is that society purposely stunts your growth. Every one of you, okay, every one of you would have been on this learning curve, but somebody shut you down. Sometimes it's your mom, sometimes it's your dad, sometimes it's often just society at large, teachers, friends, enemies. So here's what happens. So number four, as you try to develop a quick learning curve for networking, what we're talking about today, or any subject, what ha here's your enemy. Your enemy equals anything that stunts your growth, okay? So what's, now, stress can be good, okay? There's some children out there in the world now, uh, psychologists are finding children who don't get enough stress, their immune system doesn't work correctly. You need a little bit of stress. You don't want to live in a hypoallergenic, completely disinfected environment with no germs. You need some germs because some germs. You don't want to completely over just feed your kids till they're so fat, right, that they can't even walk. I read something like 5% of kids now under five years old are obese or overweight. How are you going to have under five obese? It's a curse. That's another curse you put on your children to allow that to happen. But that's another conversation. But so your enemy to networking and doing the experiments and cutting your learning curve is anything that stunts your growth. Let me tell you some common things that's, that will stunt your growth. Uh, common thing A, okay, is people laughing at you, okay? I'm just going to go real basic here. At some point, you got to go through your memories and find the incidents where you were laughed at, okay? Number two, uh, we'll call it yelled at, okay? Laugh, laughing at you, yelling at you. So think about a time where, and that's why I said very interesting, when I was young, as I look back, one of the, the blessings that I got was my grandfather, whenever I was trying to learn, he didn't stunt my growth. He just, any question I would ask, he just answer. he'd be like, oh, you wanna know what fire is? Fire is the, you know, the process of carbon and oxygen and so on. Uh, so I don't even remember, unfortunately, I should know. <laughs> but being laughed at, being yelled at, some people call it haters, you could call. Now, but I'm gonna give you something else that stunts your growth. Some of you didn't get much of this. Over-optimism stumps your growth. Oops. Some of you, you had parents that told you that you will succeed. You, are, you will be great. Now, as I said, what parents should be doing is not that I'm a parent and an expert on this, but experts, what experts say, the ones that I respect uh, and have read their books. And Joel Salatin is a great parent, and he told me something interesting. He said, you know, as long as you compliment your kids on merit, what they did. But society, for example, mostly compliments, compliments women on how they look. 
And when parents do that, and even parents do that, which is fine if you're complimenting them on how they look because of merit. So did they, uh, you know, if somebody is working out, you compliment on how that looks. That's different than just saying you're so pretty or something like that. But over-optimism or over-complimenting uh, is a real problem. Some of, I would say like, you know, 50% has had these three, 50% of people have had these. So some of you are way too confident. You are sure because of narcissism that the world owes you something and it will come to pass and eh, nah. Better way to think about it is if you do X, Y, Z, then you trust the system. Because you know the movie The Matrix talks all about the matrix, which is AKA the system. Well, the system or the matrix, if you want to call it, okay? Something cool about it. The system and the matrix, we'll just call it based on that movie, okay? Um, it's not all bad. What it is, is like this. And this is how you get good at networking, by changing your mindset to this mindset. So most people, here's the wheel. You could call these the gears of time. They grind slowly. All right, the wheel of time. So time is just rolling. Roll, 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 roll. What most people do, okay, is they stand outside of the wheel, the system, the matrix. So they stand here. And what they do is try to run and get ahead of the system. What happens when you try to run and a big system is coming for you? Okay. Eventually, you might trip a little bit. You might have a bad day. You might stumble. And when that happens, the gears don't stop. This one is faceless, remorseless. You can call this whatever you want. Some people might call it nature. Some might call it God. Some might call it, you know, laws of physics. Okay. When you run along here, inevitably we have a bad day and we trip. And that thing grinds us into the ground. Now there's another approach. And that's every point that I've given before this is going to change where you stand in this system. Because the system's not all bad. Just think about this. What happens if you go inside the wheel. So now you trip. It's rolling. But you're inside it, so maybe you just roll a little on the inside. You ever been on one of those like big wheel things, you know, like or even a wheel that goes this way? It falls, you just kind of like roll with it. So you might stumble, it might be a little painful, but you don't get crushed. Now, what do I mean by this? <clears throat> Man used to try to fly. Throughout history, the Roman Empire used to take prisoners, take them to a cliff, have an idea for a new way to fly, and push them off. 
there's thousands of people. That's how they, their last uh, moments of their life were Roman soldiers with swords behind them, taking them to the edge of a cliff with some crazy contraption on their back, you know, pieces of cloth, whatever, and the Romans would just be like, jump! And then they'd be like, oh, that didn't work. Google it. They like to do that. They didn't like to. They were trying to experiment. They didn't want to experiment with their own lives. Now, what happened was they didn't understand the laws of nature, God, or physics. So those people that jumped off the cliff, they just died. Now, the Wright brothers in California, I mean in North Carolina, that's why it's called first in flight. I used to live there and have a license plate, first in flight. When you get in an airplane, you want there to be a system. You want there to be laws of physics. You want there to be laws of thrust and lift. Imagine if there was no laws of thrust and um, lift. That means sometimes you go up in a plane and you crash. Sometimes the laws don't work. Well, today, the, you know, first, second, third laws of uh, thermodynamics and physics stopped working. Then you die. So what you want is order. And you want a system. And you want a matrix. You just got to be in it. And then it works on your behalf. So for networking, a lot of you are doing stuff outside here and you're trying really hard to change who you hang out with, to, to be able to access higher quality mentors, to be able to get investors to invest in your business. You're doing all those things, but it's not working. And it, I'm going to give you a test to know if you're outside or inside. When it comes, let's just take business. We're going to do a test. You can try this at home. Uh, so number six here. This is the matrix test. All right. The matrix test says this. Where are you? And let's just do it. You can apply it to any area. You can, you can do a financial matrix test. You can do a social one. You can do a happiness one. And you can do a fitness one. Let's try all of them real quick. It's a different test, but fitness. Simplest one. Measure your, around your stomach one inch above your waist. What is the number on the tape measure? Do that today. If you're a dude and it's much over 31, 32, this is not your waist of your pants. This is different. Uh, but if your waist is much over 32, unless you're a monstrously huge guy, you, got, you do not pat, you are outside of the matrix. It is going to crush you one way or another. You're going to live a pretty crappy life. Not my rules. Don't get mad at Sometimes when you tell people they're going to live a crappy life, they get mad at you. I'm like, all right, don't get mad at me. I'm telling you the truth. You should be thankful. Measure it. Do it when you first wake up. One inch, don't do it right after you eat. One inch above your belly button. It's not your waist. You can measure at the belly button too. It's more important to measure in the same place every time. Okay? Don't measure around your hips. That's a different one. Women can do that. Now, if you're a dude, you can also do measure your shoulders. But that, I don't want to get too complicated. For women, it's basically the same thing. Except women, you do the hips and the waist. And for men, you do the shoulders and the waist. All right, we're not going to talk much about that one. 
the number one model, male model in the world who was judged the most attractive man in the world, his, he was like a 28-inch waist at six foot two, and he was muscular. So um, you want it to be, you know, mine is, mine fluctuates. I've had it as high as 33 or 34, and I've had it as low as, I think I hit 30-something one time. Um, so right now it's about 31 and a half. I measure it about three times a week. Measure it often, by the way. Okay. Financial. Here's the great test. Take your age. We'll just put a little grid up here. 18. So if you're under 18, so zero to 18, if you're 25, between 25 and 18, 35, 50, 65. Okay. Now take how much your net worth is. That means if you take everything you own and you subtract your debts. Okay, if your number is at 18, so here's a one to 10 score of quality. The higher, the better. Okay, if you're 18 and you have, you know, zero dollars, we'll make it easy on you. If you're a 10, if you have $100,000 net worth at 18, I'm gonna give you a 10. Okay, and then you can just see everywhere in between. If you're 25, you're a z if you have, we'll just keep this, technically this could be different. You're a one if you're a zero. If you're 25 and you got, you know, $500,000. This is not counting inherited money if you inherit. You're a 10. So some of you, most of you are in between here. If you're 35, you got a million net worth. I'm just gonna call you a 10, zero, okay? If you're 50, you definitely want to have, let's say you have 5 million. If you're 65, you have 10 million, okay? Where are you? Everybody just post. So, for example, if you're 18 and you have $5,000, you're probably a 2 or 3 or something. I'll put the middle point. A 5, if you're 18 and you have $5,000 net worth after your debts. 25, and you have, you're a 5 if you have mm, 25K. If you're 35 and you have mm, 75K, your average, five. If you're 50 and you have, average is probably, I'm probably being generous with this, but 65, I don't know, 200 grand. So what's your number? One through 10 based on your age. If you're under 18, if you're 18 to 25, use this number. If you're 25 to 35, use this number. If you're 35 to 50, use this number. And if you're 65 or older, use this number. So this is your financial matrix test. Where are you at? 18, zero dollars, that means you're a one, okay? Um, under a five, we got four. Remember, you subtract your debts. 27 and about $2,000. So you're between here. If you're $2,000, you're probably a one or a two. We got a three, 17 and you have 2,000 pounds. Okay, so you're probably, you know, you could say you're 2,000 pounds. You're basically five, maybe a six. Oh, that was a little, got 100 grand based on your age. All right, so. 18, 22 with 2,000, 30, you have 100,000, you're a four, you have your debt paid off, 
you're, if you're negative, just say you're a one. You're 50 and you have 4 million. Okay. So 50 and 4 million, you'd be like an eight or a nine. You're 21, have $8,000. You know, you're probably a five-ish. Okay, that's the matrix test. We can do this later. 36, about 170 grand. So, you know, I'd say you're probably a six or a seven then. Now, we're gonna get to this later, how to change this, but we're talking a lot about networking today. By the way, for those in the accelerator, a lot of the accelerator is to help you move up. I, I have built a program, an online home study course. That's badass, you guys or in the accelerator, no, but let's do the social test because we're talking about social life, which is how to network, even though networking is also related to your wealth. So let's do the matrix test for your social. Here's the test, okay? I'm gonna give you the simplest test. You'll be able to answer it right away. How many important influencers, whoever you consider important, not my judgment of, hey, Kenna, come here for one second. Come, come show this. Don't ask me why this is going on, but I had, I was like, you got to come on camera for this. Wait, come around here this way so people can see the, so that, yeah, come around here. This is a very special, I don't know why Ken is wearing this in the middle of the day, but she has a onesie on. Why are you wearing that? comfortable. Here's a snap. Wait, wait, come back. I got to Snapchat this. I'm doing my live call and a certain person comes in the middle of the day in a onesie. I used to, where's the ones? You need the ones with the feet that have, I used to have the one where you're, yeah, good life onesie with the foot. No, you got to have the foot thing. You're too tall for them? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to give it, I'll, I'll be able to do it. Okay. You, why don't you just bring it right here and I'll, I'll do this. I got to sign something with a notary, a business thing, but um, I'm going to give you this test to do while I'm signing this. Yeah, just put a little thing here. So here's the social test. Influential people that you think would be important for you to network with. It could be a mentor, an investor, a business partner, a new friend, anything, okay? How many people right now of those people are in your cell phone that you can send a text to, okay? So this is a two-part question. Number one, how many of their numbers, how many could you text, okay? And... This is the most, Keith Ferrazzi taught me this second one. He wrote the book, the New York Times bestseller, Never, Never Eat Alone. The second one, and this is the hard one, is if you texted them, how many would smile when they got your text? Okay, Maya, you come here while I'm doing this. Yeah.
I'll be right back. I'm just signing something. Oh, they can see that. Maya's going to come. So what, what are the number? Maya's going to help you walk through this exercise. It's the one that's not my day. bother you that much and I'll move out of your way but the three questions are how many could you text how many could uh, how many would smile so how many people would you text and they would be like oh cool Maya's texting me or if your name's John John's texting me yay um, and the third one that I added is how many would reply because sometimes people will give you their number and then never reply when you write or call or, or anything so that's a really important one I would say so you can do a quiz um, for yourself, it's really good to know. And then write the answer in the comment section. What are people saying? Read some of I see three. Someone said, I'm not sure I'm only 13 years old. Well, you could try to answer. Someone said zero. That's too little. Can you scroll, Maddie? Are you texting someone to see if they reply to you or smile? <laughs> okay. Five or six? Okay. 1.5 million you have? That seems... Okay, I was like, wow, that is excessive. That's a lot. You have a big network. Um, haven't met any yet. Okay, 35 to 25,000. But how many would <laughs> smile? Which one? So it's, again, how many could you text? That's important. How many would smile when you wrote them back? And then how many would reply? I guess that's like a third not as important one. You have seven. All of them, they love you. You're pretty cool. You always cheer them up. That's good. Seven for seven is a good ratio. Uh, oh God, that's funny. <laughs> that is not an answer. Thank you. Are you from Tennessee? Cause you're the only 10 I see. That is not an answer to tie to questions. Someone said two. Okay. You can keep refreshing for me so I can see again. How many could you text? How many would smile? How many would reply? You don't know. Text seven, four would smile and seven would reply. That's not bad. So seven for seven on replying, and then four out of seven, that's higher than uh, 50%. That's, I would say that's good. You have a professor, and he laughs whenever he's thinking of you. I hope that is good. You have five to 10. Text seven. Okay, that's the best ratio I've seen so far. You can text seven, seven will reply, and four, uh, four will smile. You have 50. That's a lot. 35 will smile. Okay, that's a lot. That's like 75%. Good for now you. Now ask the quality. What's yes. the quality you guys have here? What are these type people? Are they investors? Random friends, right? I'm almost done, guys. Sorry. You're fine. That's all right. Yeah, so what's the quality level? So like on a scale of 1 to 10 or sort of the category. So is someone is a millionaire, an investor? Um, maybe they're not that good of a person and they would still smile when you text them. That's good. <laughs> Why would <laughs> you want that? I know, but that's still sometimes people would say I can text them and they'll reply to me. You have 20. 20 what? Mentor, someone said zero. Okay, you have one. I don't know what that means. You got to answer all, at least the top two questions. How many could you text and how many would smile? You can't just say one. You have to say 0.5? Is that a period or is that just a fleck on the screen? <laughs> okay, because that would be too few. That would be 150. Well, that's good. That's a good amount. Uh, but 150 what? Okay, in, as far as category of 69, that's a good amount as well. Um, 0 0.5 pretty sure you're being funny. Uh, someone said music industry, musicians, investors. Those are all really good. 
69, 69, and 69. Okay, 100%. Cool. All right. Good for you. Um, Do I print here? Let's see. Childhood friends. Okay, that's good. You Snapchatted Ty. Cool. Uh, you can keep scrolling for me, Maddie, if anyone else is answering. So, yeah, keep going down. You can't be serious. Oh, yeah, 0.5. So the person who said 150, so that's actually Dunbar's number. So Dunbar says that we should have about 150 people in our sort of our social network, like acquaintances. So that's a good number. I would say if you have 150 in your little social network and all of them smile and reply when you write them, you're doing well. But maybe that's not the case. So maybe somebody on Periscope or Meerkat. Um, okay, well, so for example... Uh, you know, we had Mark Cuban over at the house. So he actually, um, he writes me and Ty back personally himself. One time he copied his assistant on his email um, and she never wrote me back. And then he wrote me back himself because she didn't reply, which I thought was very funny. Uh, but you, you definitely want to be nice to people. That's the best thing to do. Um, and also, like I was saying earlier before this talk, um, gifts like the person who asked if you thought that sending a gift to an influencer was corruption i don't think so as long as it's a well thought out gift um and it's something maybe that you would want because i think you would probably want to get a gift um that'd be good i have had people who have given me their phone numbers though and never wrote me back that definitely happens even on twitter or on email um i'm not 100 for 100 for sure so that's one reason why when you're casting your net you want to cast it wide because if you cast it wide and then you siphon out sort of the um, the uh, quality people, then you're good to go. So does anyone have any good experiences with people that have written them back or smiled like cool people? Maybe you can say their names or not. Maddie, you could scroll for that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> okay. You could text about 50, 20 smiles and 15 replies. That's very good. Okay. How do you know that they are smiling? That is a great literal question. Um, the best way to know that is if they write you back something good, I would say. You don't have to actually be seeing them actually smiling. I think they'll, you'll know when people are excited. You can go down a little more, Maddie. You have one person to text. I don't believe you. <laughs> you know a millionaire, you texted him once, he never replied back, he was Thai, okay? Well, you should cast your net a little bit wider. <laughs> Uh, you could text 100 people, around 50% would smile, not sure if any would reply. Hmm, that doesn't sound like a good ratio. You can't have 50% of people smiling and not writing you back. That sounds bad. Friends and business partners, that's good. Doctors, good? professors, three would smile, three would reply. Okay. Well, I think Ty's done with his document, so done. I will leave him here. To notarize something. Those are always exciting. I know personally Big Daddy Kane, somebody said. I actually know Big Daddy Kane, too. I don't know if you still remember. He used to come when I owned nightclubs. He used to come to my nightclubs a lot. So I used to see him once a week or something. He's a nice guy. Big, he has a big head. I remember that. I wore his hat one time. And I was like, this hat goes down all the way. I don't even have a little head. Somebody said, do you know Tupac? Rome, you know, the guy who like bodyguards for me, he, um, he was, he used to bodyguard for, uh, to, he was, I think he was bodyguarding one of those t crazy nights that all that stuff went down. So he knew your uncle for Tupac. Yeah. Rome knows new Tupac. Nobody knows Tupac now. So 
This is the great test. The happiness test, the one to do is, do you tap dance out of bed every day? That's a good test. So, do I know Gary Vaynerchuk? Yes. I had lunch with him, or dinner with him in August. I mean, we're not close friends, but uh, I do know him a little bit. Okay, somebody said, Rome must not be a good bodyguard. He wasn't bodyguarding the night when he got shot. Uh, all right, so we keep going along here, the steps. This is a good test. You always want to be tested yourself because the reason that you want to... Do I know Brandon Carter? Yes, very well. Brandon Carter's been here. I've shot videos with him here at headquarters. Um, when you're over-optimistic, you'll have a hard time doing this test because you'll see it and you won't want to believe the numbers. And some of you are underconfident, and when you take the test, you're not as bad, you know, so. Uh, okay, so where do we go from here? We've established the base. You gotta experiment like my grandfather in terms of, and we didn't talk quite enough on that, but what I want each of you to do when it comes to networking people, with people. I want you to run, so what number are we on? Seven, I think? What I want you to do is this. Run a hundred experiments per year in your life. This is a minimum. You know, this Knowledge Society, that's what this, you know, kind of the parent company that's running all this that I'm doing. Uh, the reason I founded it was because of stuff like this. 100 experiments a year. Now, there's the four pillars of the good life. We got health, wealth, love, and happiness. So just divide them up. So that's 25 per category. So health, wealth, love, happiness. And love is slash social life. Okay. So 25 a year is how many a month? Two. R roughly. 2.8. Or no. Not 2.8. No. 12. Yeah. 2 point whatever. 2 or something like that. 2.12. Isn't that what it is? If my math serves correctly. No, no, no. Even less. Sorry. Uh... It's hard to talk and do my math. It's 2.08. 2.08. Okay. So, 2.8 experiments. We'll just call it 2. 2.08. 2. Per month. How many is that per week? Right? Every other week. So, you're running... 14-day experiments in every area all the time. And you do this until the day you die. And by doing this, you are going to revolutionize your life. It's that simple. This is the most powerful concept that nobody's talking about. Nobody, 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 nobody. I don't know why nobody talks about it, but it's painful. And this is why society 
goes forward and backwards, one step forward, two steps backwards, all this kind of stuff. So what's your 14-day experiments going to be? Let's just pick some. Anybody have some? What could be a networking experiment that you run? Networking. Try to be very specific. Don't just say like email people. It's not enough. I can think of thousands of these, literally, if I had to, but let's just pick one. Somebody said, let's see. Pitch magazines ad, bridge gap between, no, no, I'm saying, how are you gonna network? Mailing a list and phone call follow-up. Okay, work one day less and use the extra day. Talk to random people daily, go to seminars. Mm, that's a good one. Go to business events. Network in real estate communities, too broad. You can't have broad, think of the nature of an experiment. The nature of experiment is we're gonna take this much you know, uh, carbon or this much, this much, pour them in the beakers. You don't just say we're gonna experiment. That's, my grandpa didn't do that. It was like we're going to take this much blankety blank and this much blankety blank we're going to put two parts of this and one part of that and see if it explodes. So you got to be specific. Some of you guys have very, when you have broad experiments, like I'm going to try to invent electricity. Eh, you're not going to be able to invent. That's your vision, but that's not your experiment. So some of you think you're going to try everything. It's not realistic. Type Google the richest guy in your city and go to their company and ask to meet them. Okay. Face to face, too broad. Let's see who, who wins the award. Let's see who the fastest learner is on this call. Well, let me see. I'm going to show you guys something painful. Let's see how long until I say somebody's leaving a 10 quality comment of, in terms of their experiment. So far, I haven't seen anything better than a five. Somebody said talking to five people daily. Mm, that's a decent. I'll give you a B. B minus for that. Who's going to write the first A plus experiment? Pay $10,000 to tie and learn it all. 33, invest in my company. Talk to random people at the mall. Use ads on Facebook to retarget one person to get a meeting with them. Still not specific of what people. You're gonna read, what does that mean, who? Somebody said chat up girls daily. It's not specific enough. It's not a real experiment. That's a C plus. Doing annual reports, C. Go door to door and serve. C. No A pluses. Come on, we're gonna have ten to twenty thousand people live on here in seventy-two countries. I know you guys are smarter than me. I have several one hundred talk to the youth. C. Somebody says you're a harsh teacher. I'm not a harsh teacher. The wheel of the life is a harsh teacher. You guys can shut me off. You can't shut life off. Well, you can, but then you're dead, and then the game over. Go to meetup.com to learn coding and investments. Yeah, yeah. B, just a B, that's not even a B plus. Come on, don't make me have to do it, all the work here, guys. Join a mastermind group for 14 days. B, Ty, you are seriously the best coach. A plus, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not a coach though. Uh, Watch three movies a day and every film. Look who you can find. 
be at the gym at 5 a.m. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to see. Come on. If you guys want me to stop doing this, you got to give me an A+. Does I said specific network in London Business School and research things that interest me. I will make a list of people that associate in certain groups. Is the word certain groups specific? I don't think that's specific. Take the richest guy in my industry to lunch. That's not specific. What Somebody says specific what? Take the richest guy in my industry? Isn't it better to be like, take Bill Gates in the software industry? That's specific. A name is specific. A number is specific. An industry title is specific. A time frame and duration. Wear different clothing styles and see what kind of people you attract. Not specific. The word different clothing. You know, it's been a very interesting experiment to do live. You know, this, people ask me why I do these free live calls. Because I'm a mad scientist. That's why. People are like, why do you do these for free? I'm like, because I'm a mad scientist. That's why. And I learned so much. I basically learned that people cannot give specific answers, which has helped me diagnose in my own life. What I do is I learn from everybody. Some people, like I posted, you know, Dan Bilzerian was here yesterday. And Dan Bilzerian's a guy that some people don't like for varying reasons. And my answer is I don't look for human deities. I don't look for gods. I look for normal people, and I've found, like Abraham Lincoln said, you learn from everybody. So it's an experiment. Oh, I have to do a 10-second oath. Okay, come stand here just for one second. I'll be back at 10. It only takes 10 seconds, but we'll do it off the camera. I'm going to turn. Okay, he's done. Bye. <laughs> that what I signed is accurate. Okay. For 14 days, go to upper echelon places like Hollywood and meet wonderful people. That's a B plus because at least she said Hollywood, but what's upper echelon? I'd meet Eric Triplett. Okay, well now we're getting, getting a little closer. We're getting closer. I saw like a B plus. Target Mark Cuban and Google AdWords so we can talk basketball. I don't know that that would work, but at least it's specific. I'll give that an A minus. Going to work at the Napa Distillery. The Napa. That's generic. There's thousands of distill distilleries. You mean wineries? Uh, post four posts today on Instagram. Okay, that's an A minus. What kind of posts? That's specific. It's been these live calls have taught me more. I know that maybe I've shared some stuff that have helped you guys, but you guys have helped me. Because I learn stuff like people, I can ask 50,000 people to give me one specific answer. They can't do it, which shows me why people feel lost. If you can't say any specifics, you're going to be lost. If someone said to me, Ty, can you get to my house? And I go, where is it? And they go, it's on that street where there's people and houses. And then you go around there and you drive. And then when you see me, you come in. Well, I'd be lost for the rest of my life. And that's how people are. And you got to really check yourself and go, am I that person? Because everybody laughs at that, but I'm like, it might be you. Okay, meet Rudy Munoz, one of the best in the construction industry in Austin, Texas, spend four to six hours a week. All right, I'm going to give that an A. We're getting close to an A+. 
Say yes to everything every day, not possible. What if somebody asks you, you can't say yes to everything. Send, send a limbo to pick up Ty at the gym to ask him a question. I don't go to the gym. I got a gym here. But remember, I also want you to have a realistic one. So if your goal, if your brainstorming plan is just meet Bill Gates, what you would want to, you need some contingencies there. You know, break up school spending 25000 on knowledge and, and building a consulting business. Remember, I'm asking about networking research. Best people in the music industry that are not well known and meet them in New York City. I'm still finishing this one, but you can, you can leave it. Come on. Okay, meet Carlos Slim here in Mexico and spend one hour a day with him. I think it's good, but I don't think it's realistic. He's almost the richest man in the world. You're not going to just be able to get one hour a day with Carlos Slim, even if you can meet him. I mean, I'd like to meet more Buffett tonight. I don't know if I will, but I'm not going in there going, I'm going to meet him. <laughs> He's going to hang out one hour a day with me. That's not going to happen. You got to. Somebody said, try shoplifting. If you get caught, make a silly face for your mugshot so people like you on the news. <laughs> Creativity, I'll give you an A for that, but don't do that. Uh, I'm going to start timing how long it takes. Somebody here has an A plus one. I want it to be you. Train with Filthy Rich, the UFC fighter, at my gym. But remember, the question is, how are you going to pull it off? Not what you're going to do, but what's the experiment to network with them? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, what if I gave $10,000 to the first person who got an A plus? I bet you people would speed up, but maybe not. I'm going to pretend because I'm not talking down to you guys. I'm just, it's a little bit amazing how the human brain, I'm more focused on the human brain than any one specific person. So it's like, what's wrong with our brain, my brain, your brain, that we really struggle with this? I don't know. I think it's, Dr. David Buss would say basically evolutionary psychology would explain it by the ability to have specific answers wasn't needed when our DNA was formed. So our DNA has been built over a process of 800 generations and even further back, of course, but 800 generations of humans um, or, or similar humans. And so we don't have this built into us. So the few people that figure out how to do it become more logical. They become kind of like superhumans. And that's what you see. Bill Gates is kind of like a superhuman. Steve Jobs is kind of like a superhuman. Pro basketball players like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, LeBron, they're kind of like superheroes. That's why we watch them on TV. That's why Kobe Bryant makes $25 million a year while school teachers make, you know, 50000 I'm not saying it's fair, but people love superheroes, whether they be real or not real. And I hope each of you become more of a superhero in whatever you want to do. So I didn't see one A+. I'm going to give you an A+. I'm just going to, and I'm going to try to make it hard on myself. So I'm going to pretend I'm in a different situation. So let's change what the comments are. Somebody said, select 500 handwritten letters to people in the top of the field. Field is a word you can't use when it's specific. That's like saying my house is on a street. You need the name of the street. No one knows where the street is. All right, so give me a specific industry that you want to network and let me try. I don't know if I'll be able to do an A+, but I think I have a fighting chance. Fitness. Okay, there's like four fitnesses, so I'll pick fitness. 
I got 14 days to run an experiment, 25 a year. Number one, Google the phrase highest revenue fitness businesses. And I know the answer because I've done this before. It's, depending on how you want to count fitness, it's like Nike, Gatorade, uh, Herbal Life. And one that's really interesting to me is um, Beachbody. If you've seen the commercial for P90X, those little DVDs. And they also sell a health supplement new meal replacement. I'm not drinking it, but they one of my friends used it and lost a lot of weight called uh what the heck is it called does anybody know what's the beach body thing beach body shake they have a shake uh anyway it's un- unimportant and i know that beach body as a company it's called shakeology thank you and i know that p90x and shakeology and this company called beach body in santa monica made 900 million dollars and re- did around 900 million this year think that's right 600 to a billion a lot so do my research and google that exact phrase very specific number two i would um make that list and find a company that's pertinent to me nike is a little different gatorade is different i'm mostly to my so step number three is i would select beachbody out of that list next I would make a list of the top 10 officers and employees of that company. Okay? That's step number three or four. So you would start, Tony Horton is kind of the founder. He's the one you see in the things, picture and all that. He's actually supposed to come here and train me at my house this month. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Um... So I'd make a list of the top 10 because I don't know always that you can, I can get to the top person. Make a list of the top 10. So you're going to go the you know, owner, co-founders, board of directors, investors, all the way down, marketing officer, and so on. Step number five. I'm doing this a little longer just to help you guys. You could summarize this a little shorter. But step number five um, I would read up a lot about Beachbody. I would read their Wikipedia, and I would read the first two pages of Google when I searched their name. Every article on the first two pages of Google, okay? So that I have knowledge there. Uh, and, and I think that I was, I'll stop there. There's a lot more steps. But you notice how that's a real practical thing that every one of you could do today who wanted to know more about the fitness business? Google the phrase, Highest revenue. The reason I'd pick highest revenue is because it's a good indicator they're doing something right. It doesn't mean they're the best company. It's just we're looking for, you know, hypothesis here. We don't know. And number two, um, I need to take out. So that's knowledge. Step number two is strategy. I'm looking out of all those companies that come up. I need to pull out the one that's relevant to my situation. Strategize and personalize. That's what I call it. Um, at some point, see if Danny, if Sarah Underwood will come here for, but just see what their schedule it doesn't have to be right now, but at some point. And then E is the execution on looking through that list of 10 people 
And then when you look at the 10, it becomes much easier. When your goal is only to meet the owner, it's much harder. But to meet the secretary of the owner or the you know, art director of the business or you know, a vice president, these people aren't being tracked very much. Then you make a friend of that person, you go to an event, you find where the marketing officer is speaking at a conference. So the last step that I will add uh, is I would look at where they're speaking. It could be a large event, okay? It could be a small seminar, a teeny conference. It could be anything. Now, if I find nothing, then my very last step, what I would do is just go to their office. And I would go to the office with a plan, which brings me to a whole new A-plus level checklist of how to do that. Maybe I'll get to that. But uh, that's another thing. What do you do? I don't know if I have enough time to get through all of this. But you see the power here of how simple it is? Do you guys see how simple that is? Would anybody here not know how to do those steps? Anybody here not know how to Google that phrase? Everybody does. If you're on this call, this isn't working either, this charger. Sorry. Um, now it's working. Don't let it get below 80. It's at 20. So anybody here see why that is an A+. I'm not just calling it an A+, plan because I came up with it. It is an A+, plan. Trust me. You try that, and you're going to open up a step. Remember, it's a two-week experiment. So you do that today, and then you create day two mad science experiment. And you might get crazier and crazier. <laughs> Things are getting crazier and crazier. You might end up, I don't know, coming into the office on stilts or something. I, I don't know. I don't know how crazy you, you are willing to get. But this is the stuff that takes your life from where you don't want it to be. We're all at a place in some area of our life where we don't like. For the most part, life is a, is a struggle. Um, and you know, everybody wants to get over here. And one of my mentors, and this is point number eight, you wanna, most people try to leap forward. So Alan Nation, my second mentor said, Ty, don't ever try to leap forward. What you want to do is creep forward. And what creeping is just incremental. You just creep like a little, I don't know, like a turtle. It's like, meow, meow. it was interesting. We went to Palm Springs for New Year's and uh, there was a turtle there at the place we stay, the hotel. And they say this turtle will live to whatever, 150 years old. And the reason is, because they just always just creep, creep forward. You know, they're just like, da da And I was thinking, there's a time in life you want to be fast and do things like that, but it's better to creep forward. So if you have this, 
Google the list. Isolate the company that you want to study. Focus on Beachbody. Make a list of the top 10 officers or company important people in the company. Not the top one. I still see you guys posting things like I want to meet Ty or I want to meet Bill Gates or I want to meet... You can't... It's not... One person is a horrible strategy. There's not a general in the world who goes, all right, here's my goal. We want to take this city and we want to take the one building only in the city. Now you got to go in there and sweep through the whole thing. Your goal might be to get to one building, but your, your, plan, your strategy isn't to just show up at the one building. You've got to fight your way through there. That's what a good general, all good generals understand. So some of you are just like, I want to leap forward and meet Bill Gates or I wish I could have met Steve Jobs. No, you have to creep forward. Incremental steps. 100 experiments a year. 25 social experiments. 25 business. And this is a minimum. This is minimum stuff. (laughs) Somebody said I want to meet Ben. See, now that is the first A-plus thing that I've seen on this call. Who said that? I'm going to give you an iPad mini just for saying that. I'm going to tell you why that... Why? Who said, I want to meet Ben? For those of you who don't know, Ben works for me and he's my brother. Defari YPR. Okay. So, by the way, we'll look back at the tape. It's easy for us to look back and watch this to see who actually did it. So, Periscope. When we end, we can watch the replay. So you guys can just fast forward. So whoever it really was, whoever's lying, we're going to block you. You'll never be able to be on my periscopes again. Whoever wasn't lying, we'll send it to you. So what you need to do, if the person who it truly was, give your email address. We'll grab it. So how far in are we on on this? 218. 218. No, on the, on the, but we haven't been running the periscope, have we? No longer. This is at 3.20 and I came in. This is about two hours in. There it is. Well, you first got to see which person. So the real person, give your email address. Like I said, we'll just block all the other liars. <laughs> yeah, use, use exactly. There you go. Just good idea. That was an A-plus idea, Adrian. So... Somebody said, I want to meet Ben because Ben's my brother and works for me. So if you became friends, in fact, there's a guy who has been wanting to meet me for a long time and he's friends with Ben. And um, Ben was like, I'm coming over to the house to work out. Can I bring my friend? So the guy came and we ended up hanging out for an hour. So that is a much smarter strategy. It's not a guaranteed one because if everybody tries to reach out to Ben, then it'll stop working. Remember I said every experiment ceases to work just because it works one time. You don't have to keep trying it over and over. It might stop working. Then you got to go down the chain or whatever. And, and that's, So that was a good answer. There we go. That was an A plus because it, it makes sense, you know? So try that wherever you are in life. You got to do incremental you got to not leap forward. Now, let me give you the most important thing in my experience. Now, if you want to meet badass people and get them 
to smile when you text them. <coughs> Without a doubt, the most powerful tool is what? Anybody know what I'm going to say? You guys know me some. What do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> I posted a picture of me with Dan Bilzerian on my Instagram. It's funny. Gets a lot of comments and interaction. Somebody said hook, influence, alignment, smile, social media, laughter, knowledge, someone said. There you go. Here's the deal. There's an old saying. You can trick, fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't. Um, you can't fool all the people all the time. So here's the deal. Let's say you figure out a way to meet Tony Horton, to meet Bill Gates, to meet blank Mark Cuban. So you use humor, you use confidence, you use posture, you use eye, you know, eye contact. Okay, as you go up the chain of more powerful people who are doing bigger things, what do you think is the weak link in their life for the most part? Anybody? Sorry. What do you think they need in their life? What do you think creates, so there's, an, there's something here very powerful. This is one of the number, this is the most powerful social tool known to mankind. So forget what anybody tells you. I'm telling you, this trumps all. It's the most cutting edge science. It's one word. There's one thing, for all of you single people, let's say single guys, you want, you know, I got a lot of guys following me, women now too, more and more. Um, what do you think is the most powerful social tool on the planet? One thing, you could have one thing. Somebody says love, but I'm talking about if you want to meet new people that won't give you the time of day. Savvy, reciprocity, influence. They need raisins. <laughs> Momentum, honesty. People who are genuine with them. They need friends. They need emotion. But I'm saying, what's the number one way to break through the barriers to get to them? What do they need? What do they need to happen at the beginning there, someone said it on Meerkat. The hat, that man, 24. Status. Status is pretty much the most under... The reason this isn't talked about is because it's controversial. So a lot of people like to say things like... Well, I mean, a lot of people misunderstand status. I'm not saying you need a fancy car, fancy clothes, uh, but always, in ev I don't care if you go. I live with the Amish for two and a half years. They're not, they all wear the same clothing so that nobody shows off. That's why they wear the same clothes. They don't want to make it. It's kind of like why they wear uniforms at school. Uh, the number one reason that the, it was, but within the Amish, there's still status. There's the minister, the, the pastors of the church. They're more respected or they're the most respected. It's not like they look at other people and look down. Um, but pick it. Let's say you hate money. Let's say you're going to go live in a commune and you're a, you're a socialist or communist or you're going to live in a kibbutz in Israel. You're like, forget what Ty's talking about. Forget money. Forget status. Forget Lamborghinis and Ferraris and big houses. Forget all that. I'm going to go live in a teepee. Guess what? If there's a group of people there, the first thing that's going to happen is a status hierarchy is going to be created. I guarantee you. 
If you don't believe me, watch women in a restaurant when other women come in. What do women, who do women look at? Guys are always concerned of what they look like. I'm like, women ain't looking at you. They're looking at the other women. I used to own nightclubs with a beautiful woman or a woman who's dressed like skanky comes in. All the women turn around and like, Meh, because what? Their conscious mind tells them they're judging. No, their subconscious mind is going into an assessment of where they fall in the status of that current room. Men, you know, Rome was here yesterday when Dan Bilzerian was here. And um, Rome's a big dude. Rome's just a massive man. I, did you guys see my YouTube video I posted with him benching? I didn't have enough weight in my gym at that time. I got more now, but I only had like 315 or whatever. And he was benching that like it was... He could probably pump out 30 reps, five sets of 315. And when he walks in a room, it's funny. I, I had a big stepdad too. My stepdad was about Rome's size, a little taller. Rome's 6'6, 280. No, 305. My stepdad was 6'7, 280. They're both massive guys. And when they walk in like a bar, a complete status hierarchy change goes on. And it's funny when big guys see each other. Like I was at a Lakers game and, and um, Floyd Mayweather was there. We were going through to get in. There's like a VIP side. And so they put you and, and Floyd Mayweather came in with us. And there was uh, his bodyguard who's seven foot two. And Rome and them immediately, they already, they're like buddies. Because they see each other, that status that they both have physically. Bradley Martin came with us, and Bradley Martin's a big guy, but he's not as tall or big as Rome. It was a status hierarchy. You can see it. It's hilarious to watch, and we all do it, and so what happens is with networking, people don't like to talk about this, uh, but there's a status. Now, you, if you meet Bill Gates, you're not going to be able to outstatus Bill Gates. That's not the goal. The, not, the goal is not you to be the most powerful person in the room, the strongest, the most beautiful. But you have to understand that status is operational at every moment, and you can't turn it off. That's why I say it's operational. It's operating. Whether you like it, you hate it, it's operating. So what that means for all of us is that you guys have to figure out when you network your place, in the hierarchy and what I call your ascension plan or strategy, sorry. What's your ascension strategy? How do you ascend up through this? Now, some people say, well, why do we always have to go up? Why do we have to be ambitious? Well, it's kind of the nature of humans. We could have just stayed back. Why do we have to invent antibiotics? We could have just let people die. But humans want to get better. It's what makes us humans. If you take two-year-old children, put a whole bunch of Legos on the floor, they immediately start to build them because that's fighting entropy. Entropy wants things to fall apart. Humans are built to want to reverse entropy. We, there's many reasons, but it's in our DNA, and I think there's nothing wrong with it. So status is our position in the room. And you'll never always be the top status, and you shouldn't want to be always the lowest one. So how do you change status? So this is the question of the life 
of a lifetime. The life, your life, our life. How do you change status? Now, this, by the way, is a completely longer conversation that would take years. You need to plug this in. This one's got 20%. Uh, it's, this is another 16-hour conversation on how to change status. But let me just focus on this. What's the reward? You won't work on anything that doesn't give you a reward. So what's the reward for changing your status? Everything you want. You will make more money. You will be happier. You are, um, will be healthier. Believe it or not, status has a lot to do with your physical appearance and physical health. Uh, and of course, it'll change your social life. So I always start with what's the reward? Interesting little example I was reading. I try to learn from everybody, whether I want to be them or not. I was reading a book um, about Hugh Hefner. Interesting thing about Hugh Hefner. He never went to anybody else's house party, ever. All parties were at his house. Now, I'm not saying you should do that or I should do that. But let's think about it. Whether you like Playboy or Hugh Hefner or whatever, I'm not saying he's a role model or whatever. But I learn from everybody. You can learn from bad people, good people, and in between. When they come to your house, when they came to his house, who's more status? Or who is in a different position in status in terms of the host versus the guest? The host. There's all kinds of cognitive biases going on. You've got social bias, reciprocity bias, Kantian fairness, you know, boom. So little things like that change your status. Uh, the reason guys like cars is they go fast, but they also, to other guys, impute some level of status. Not always. Some people don't, val like Joel Salatin is not impressed that I have a Ferrari, my first mentor. Uh, he doesn't care. Because, but Joel has other measurements of status. So if I'm growing in those other areas, then he'll respect me in those. So Joel's like an entrepreneur. So for me, it's like his respect comes if I'm doing entrepreneurial, creative things that are changing the world. But there's always something, is what I'm trying to say. And they don't teach us this growing up. They teach us the opposite. They teach us that everybody just loves everybody. It doesn't happen. Don't you wish everybody loved you? Actually, I don't wish. You don't want everybody to love you. It'd be a little weird. But that'd be a great world, but it's... ...where our status doesn't matter, and you just walk into a room, and they go, oh, we've never met you before. Let's let our guard down, and let's let you and into our life and become our best friend. Here's our bank account. You can be just like our husband and wife and banker and accountant. We never... No, it's stupid. You can see now why there has to be guards up. You know, Mark Cuban, when he was, one of the things I learned from him, he talked about his own life. As his status went up, he had to be more careful. That's why he invented Cyberdust, because <laughs> it deletes texts. Yes. Yeah. What is, what's up with Sarah? She put on makeup? Okay. Uh, so I wish there was a world it ain't the world we live within that circle now 
I, somebody said to be no respecter of persons, it's an impossibility. You are a respecter of persons. You know how I know you're a respecter of persons? Why are you on my Periscope right now? There's 10,000 other people Periscoping right now. So if you were no respecter of persons, you would just go to Periscope, scroll through, and randomly pick a person to listen to. If you were no respecter of persons, you'd walk into Barnes & Noble. You would just go close your eyes and go, any book is equally, I don't respect the author. You'd go to any movie, you wouldn't care. You'd buy any car, no matter whether it has a reputation for blowing up like Pintos used to blow up, or rapid acceleration problems. You would just go, I respect no brands over other brands. You'd buy of any phone if there's some Cricket phone out there or whatever. What's that brand? Cricket or something like yeah. that? Boost Mobile. Yeah, Boost Mobile. Everyone in the world would have Boost Mobile, but Apple is known for having the best support in the world. So it's increased their status. So status, this is the key thing. Instead of thinking of a negative, it's earned. You earn status. Don't you get more excited to find out there's a movie by star uh, about you know in the next Star Wars than there is the next John Carter movie. Can I you raise your hand? Sorry. Oh. Star Wars is a loved movie. It has status. And the second it comes out, how much has Star Wars already made? Didn't it make four hundred million global the first uh, weekend? But is that global? It's at 1.5 billion. That's status of George Lucas, of the brand, of the Apple. Is it 60? No, no, no. 760? Yeah. Star Wars broke all. It's a pretty good Star Wars. 400 million the first weekend, yeah. So for each of you, you got to accept that there's earned status. And so what you have to do then is reverse it and go, where are you in the status hierarchy? The earned and deserved. I'm not talking about, sometimes people have status they didn't deserve. Forget that. You know, there's people out there that are, that haven't earned any, they've got more than they earned. And no one likes those kind of people. So somebody says, oh, China just released Star Wars? When? That's going to go nuts. Did it release this week? Yeah, but that's not going to affect. Probably the more the stock market crashes in China, the more people go to the movies. That's what happens. When things go bad, people seek diversions. That's what Sigmund Freud said in Civilization is Discontents. He said, life is too hard for us, so we seek diversions in various forms. Some people seek alcohol. Some people uh, get depressed and go in a room. That's how they divert themselves. You know, they kind of just try to withdraw from the world. So someone said Star Wars will save China. I don't think that's going to happen, but it'll save them for two hours from whatever they were doing. Uh, How can you earn more status? Because if you fix your status, all of a sudden, People are going to come to you, okay? A lot of people think that I pay these people to come. I don't pay these people to come. The only people I pay to come are like personal trainers and coaches and stuff. But the people you see me networking with, you know, 
I didn't pay Dan to come. They texted and said, hey, can we swing by? I didn't pay Mark Cuban to come by. How can you pay Mark Cuban? There's a lot of people think I pay Mark Cuban. What are you going to pay a guy with $3 billion net worth? Hey, will you come here for I'll give you $10,000? He'll be like, no, I don't need. He spends, he flies here on a jet, costs 40 grand in jet fuel or whatever. So you pay trainers and I pay mentors and, co- and coaches, but you can't do pay. I'm not tonight, if I'm lucky enough, knock on wood, to meet Warren Buffett. I'm not, wait, what could I pay Warren Buffett? He has 70 billion. Hey, Warren, I'll give you $70,000. He was like, I make that much an interest in the sentence that you just talked to me. I already earned 70 grand. Warren Buffett, he does an auction for charity. You can have lunch with him every year. And it usually goes for about, it's like 45 minutes or something. And it goes for 2.5 million, I think. So if you want to, you know, that comes out about 3 million bucks an hour. Uh, Not many people are going to be able to afford that. That's not a good strategy for anybody here. We're going to network by just paying 3 million an hour. So... We got paid to throw corn at football players as they ran in. We were sued. (laughs) What? Uh, So what I would like you to think about is the way that actually works, and that is changing status. Now, there's many ways you could change status. I literally don't have time to do all of them. But I'm going to open up the accelerator, and I got a special bonus video. I'm going to give it to the first 20 people, and only 20 people. That's it. There's already thousands of people in the accelerator. They're not going to get it. 20 people, and then I'm cutting it off. Why? I don't like everybody to know every one of my secrets, just so you guys know. I keep a few. I I come on here on these live talks. I share about 80% of what I know, but I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to share. Now, if you go in the accelerator, I share about 90% of the stuff I know, but I never share 100%. One of my mentors said, always keep some of the secrets for yourself. In fact, Last week was pretty cool. I got to go over. I found out my next door neighbor, not next door, but a block away, is Robert Evans. If you guys don't know who Robert Evans is, you don't know jack about Hollywood. Robert Evans, he is a guy who produced a not very well-known movie called The Godfather. He's also a guy who found a few actors that aren't very well-known, Al Pacino, uh, just, he, made, he made Al Pacino big. He also, nobody wanted to have another guy that's not very well known named Marlon Brando play the Godfather. He is the one who made sure. It's a cool story. A guy came up to him, said Robert Evans was the head of Paramount. The young, I think he was the youngest head of a studio, wasn't he? Wasn't he like 30 and running Paramount? 29. And a guy came up to him and said, man... I'm in a lot of trouble. I went to Vegas and I gambled money. And I got some bad people who I owe money to. Can you help me out? And he was an old friend of Robert Evans. This guy didn't, had never really done much business. I mean, uh, uh, he was a writer, this guy who was in debt to the mafia. And the writer said to him, can you help me out? And he goes, well, all right. What do you have for me? And the guy pulled out a script he had started writing. He goes, just, it was like in his pocket, all jumbled up. Um, And it was like 40 pages of notes scribbling. And he goes, well, I got this script. 
And he go, he didn't even look at it. Robert Evans, my next door neighbor guy here. And Robert said, all right, I'll buy it to help you out. Here's $12,500. And that script was called The Godfather. And that was Mario Puzo. And uh, then he went out and got Francis Ford Coppola. That's how you pronounce his name, right? Coppola. Coppola. And he made a movie and a book that broke all records. And so I got to hang out with him. And one of the things he told me, he said, Ty, never tell everything you know. <laughs> so keep some secrets. He said his mentor, when he was 17 years old, he had a lawyer that helped him maneuver life here in Hollywood. And he, and he told him that. So for each of you, I'm going to give you one way to change status. Now there's, there's about six ways you can revolutionize your status that will change your business income and so on. So number one, the one we'll talk about now is it's just that word that a lot of people know me by knowledge. Humans throughout history have been attracted to people who are very knowledgeable. If you don't believe me, think about the things that give some people status in school. Let's say you were big and strong, you were the quarterback of your football team or best athlete. Who has more status now, Bill Gates or the quarterback in the high school? that Bill Gates went to? The dude with $70 billion or the quarterback who's like uh, Uncle Rico in the Napoleon, in Napoleon Dynamite who's like, yeah, works at Foot Is that where he worked in there? He worked at a shoe store or something? My high school quarterback works at a Foot Locker. Really? Your high school? <laughs> Maddie's high school quarterback works at, not to make fun of anybody working at a shoe store, but what happened is Bill Gates leverage knowledge that's why they called him a nerd sometimes people call me a nerd and i'm like thank you nerds run the world man let me tell you that right now if you look at the forbes list there is not one good looking person on that top forbes list some of them might have been decent looking when they were younger but look at the most powerful woman let's say in america oprah winfrey or hillary clinton or i mean they're not supermodels but you know what Bill Clinton says about Hillary, the smartest person he ever met. Now, you might not like Hillary. She's controversial. I'm not really pro-Hillary. or. No one would say she's dumb. I've talked to her in person. I did a little book interview with her. She ain't dumb. Mark my words. She has an incredible amount of knowledge in a broad range of fields. So, uh, my best advice to you. This is numero uno, man, that just crushes when you know stuff, I have been in situations where I've been around billionaires that didn't know who I was or millionaires or investors, and I have stopped them in their tracks, and they have paid attention. If there's a table and there's 30 people, well, I'm going to try. There's an example that happened to me recently. What happened? Oh, I remember. This girl, I know, this is actually about a year ago, a girl invited me to her birthday party at the Mondrian Hotel in Sunset, on Sunset. It's a pretty well-known place. I go in there, and there's these three guys in there, and they are just like, it's like a bragging contest about their business. I didn't want to go because I knew what kind of people were going to be there, and these dudes were just like, well, I don't know, and they just were like listing off stuff, and they're like, so what do you do? So I didn't want to like join into the bragging thing, so I just said, uh, 
some people know me because I read a book a day and I have the fastest growing TEDx talk, I think in history, minus the beatboxing one. And they, and they just stopped in their tracks because knowledge conveys power more than even money. You know, Einstein is more well-known than, than Simplot. Simplot was around at the same time, owned the most land in America, is the wealthiest person in the world. But Einstein is respected because he had a lot of brain power. So we can't always change our brain power. I'm no Einstein. You might not be Einstein um, on an IQ level, but you can change what you know. And what you know stops people in their tracks. I'm telling you, I can list off a hundred other times when uh, I, you know, I just had dinner with the owner of the Lakers, the president of the Lakers. Same thing. Once people realize you know stuff that they don't know, they find you fascinating. It was really, it was an interesting dinner because it was with, um, you know, the the bus family owns the Lakers, and so I was with. The, the daughter and she goes because I was like it's so great to meet you I'm just having dinner with the Lakers for, owner for an hour or two and she's like she texted me after she's like it was way I got she's like because I had said it was an honor to you know I great to meet you and have dinner and she's like no it was way cooler to meet you and I can tell she wasn't just BSing me. She was like, because I was telling her stories about the Amish and I was telling her stories about entrepreneur and about reading. And all of a sudden she was like, woo, that's super interesting. So for each of you, if you can have that kind of impact on people, it, it will literally revolutionize your networking ability. I mean, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Hey, I heard you were wearing something awesome before. You want to come and say, Sarah Underwood's popping in here. You want to say hi? Yeah, I'd love to. Sarah's a networker, too. I am, yeah. It's, here, you are. You, no one can see you. Oh. You're not very big, but you got to be right in front. I know. I need oh, my there. shoes on. Shorty. So, Sarah, how did you get so many Instagram followers? What's your networking techniques? Let me look at your Instagram. How many followers do you have now? So, I basically, as of a little over a year ago, hardly had any, like, Less than 100,000. Okay. And in a little over a year, I've built it just on my Instagram to 2.2 million and my Facebook to 2.1 in a year. She's an Aries. Smart. <laughs> Aries are smart. We're, I'm actually going to, we're going to let, did you finish your shoot? Or no, are you just no, starting? No, we're still going. I was just coming to we, we, I just thought we'd say hello and, yeah. oh, I should Snapchat. But we, we should do are it we on, like, are we live? Live. There's going to be like 20,000 people watching this. Cool. Oh, that's cool. So you went from how many followers? 100,000? I went from 100,000 to 2.3 million on Instagram and 2.1 million on Facebook. What? In one year? In one year. Knowledge. Well, some would argue. <laughs> Somebody wrote, my eyes are on fire. Are you talking about because of my new haircut yesterday? Is that what you mean? Oh, you mean because of her? Oh, sorry. They suddenly were like, I look how the camera. Huh? No, they got that. It's good. We got yeah. I love that you're snapping. I like Snap because Snap you have to do in real time. I, you know what? That's the only thing I've been lacking on is Snapchat. Oh, dude, you got Snapchat is the cutting edge. Trust me. You just, this is going to change your life. Snapchat, I'm going to talk to you later about this off camera. My life isn't that interesting, though. Like, to Snap. Doesn't matter. Day. People watch the Kardashians. It's not it's, always that interesting. Very, very People. Shoes. What? Yeah, DJ Khaled. Shoes. Okay. 
I have a, I have an opinion on that. Okay. I have a problem just snapping silly stuff because I feel like that's so. Conceited. No, it doesn't have to be sna- silly. No, but you said Phil Knight films his shoes and stuff like. Aries are stubborn. She's arguing with something she shouldn't argue. It seems really conceited that. Wait, are you saying Snapchat's people... more conceited than Instagram? Yes, I am. <laughs> I will bring that argument. Sarah. Because the things people Snapchat, it's crazy. Don't to... be giving blondes a bad stereotype with it's that statement. It's crazy to think that people would actually like. For me to assume people want to watch what I'm eating or. No, but then don't do what you're eating. Well, then I don't but know what why, but people, do, but... you're in good shape. They want to know what you ate. They want education. They want some knowledge. Oh. Oh, I thought you were saying I need the camera needs to be close. Don't get that close on my face ever again. Why? Your face looks fine. Was this coming from somebody who was saying they don't want to be conceited? Come on now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. What? Thinking of becoming a lawyer. I'm thinking about it. Did you get bored easily? I get bored easily? That's true. I Tell do the truth. So you're going to jump from one thing. There's now the comments have completely changed from <laughs> entrepreneurial co- co- comments to just <laughs> not ones. To, yeah. Somebody says she's right though, and the sparks fly. Ty is running an experiment. The thirst is real, somebody wrote. <laughs> The thirst is real. All right, I were to come do a video. I just wanted you to say hello. You Hi. should. Are you on Periscope and Meerkat? What is that? Oh Lord, what's this word say right here? Knowledge. Now you got to have knowledge of cutting edge things like Snap, Periscope, and Meerkat. That doesn't mean I'm not smart though. I don't have yeah, knowledge. but that's right. But it's smart people. I need to be up to date. There we go. I'm with you. She's gonna be in law school soon. Yeah, I won't have time for any of that anyway. She told me she's gonna be a. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna be that kind of lawyer. I wanna do good things in this world, not crap like that. All right, thank you. That was awesome. I'm gonna come video. We'll we'll do it outside though. It's kind of a boring backdrop here. That's not that bad actually. Wow. Careful. All right. Okay. What 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 scene are you shooting next? Well, we just got done doing some Thai, or like some... Oh, you're doing Muay Thai? Yeah, we did some of that. We got some great shots up there. With them. <laughs> I got to see that. Um, What's she doing? Do the speed bag. I ra- I wanna, I'm going to come bring uh, and watch you do the speed bag. That's the test. You have to teach me that. I'm going to show. I was wrapping my wrist and probably doing it completely wrong, and everyone's going to tell me that Somebody I was Somebody said, wrong. make a Snapchat. I will follow you immediately. I That's have what a Snapchat. I have one. I just don't ever post on it. <laughs> I live in Oregon. It's, you know, my life isn't that exciting. Sarah's smart. I'm telling you, she's smart. A little ADD sometimes. <laughs> but, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Hello. So. Sarah is smart. Sometimes people, I'll tell you, a lot of people judge women because they'll be like, oh, she's pretty. She can't be smart. No. If you go from zero, even though women have an easier time getting Instagram followers and go from, but there's lots of girls that are beautiful that don't get 2.2 million Instagram followers. So you can't be, uh, a lot, I see some comments, someone said, go to, go, go to the comments, be honest, she's a hottie, that's why she's on there. Now, remember, a mind full of conclusions has no room for expansion, no room for expansion, guys. So, knowledge, 
is the critical status element in life. So when it comes to business networking, which is kind of what we're talking about today, you have to have financial knowledge. That's basically what it comes down to. Financial. Someone said, did anyone see what Gary Vaynerchuk said about Snapchat? No. What did he say? Update me. I would like to know. I have a very strong opinion uh, on what I think about Snapchat. Someone said, if I was ugly, I'd be famous. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk said it will be huge in 2016. It's already huge. It was huge in 2015. I've been saying that. With 13 to 50 year olds. <laughs> I think, I think. You always got to be ahead of the curve. Soon Snapchat won't work as well, and you got to be ahead of the curve again. For each of you right now, I want you to do a little test. One to ten. How knowledgeable are you? What's your status level of knowledge? You walked here into this room, okay? You walk into this room, and let's say there's a judges like Shark Tank. You know what we should do? We should do a damn show called Knowledge Tank. Bring people on there, and we're like, we'll invest you in you if you're a badass. It's kind of like Jeopardy meets Shark Tank. Jeopardy Tank. And that sounds like leprosy. What's going on? Jeopardy Tank. We got a six out of ten. Someone's a two. Now, I'm specifically asking you about financial aspects of your life. So, personal finance and entrepreneurialism and business. So, related to how much money you have in your bank account right now. We got a two. We got a three. Game of knowledge. <laughs> That'd be cool. We got a one, a five, a two. An eight is a master in financial math. That doesn't make you an eight. There's many components of understanding how to... I want each of you to focus on financial well-being. This should be your goal. Some people want to be millionaires. Some people want to be billionaires. Main thing is financial well-being, financial health. Financial health starts in the U.S. for most people around $70,000 a year of income. But some of you need to do more and some of you need to do less. Depends where you live. That's financial health or financial well-being. That's the goal of the accelerator and everything I do. So where are you in general financial well-being knowledge? Because this matters. It really does. Mark Cuban, you get a chance to talk to him. You talk to Warren Buffett. These people don't want to hang out with people who know nothing. Nobody does. They really don't. We got a four. Someone's a six or a seven after today's talk. I don't think this talk is going to move you up that much. Maybe you already were. Personal finance and eight. So let me just throw out some questions with you. For you, you know, I, throw, I got little ones that I always ask people. Do you know what debentures are? Do you know what CMOs are? Do you understand uh, what a Monte Carlo simulation is? Do you know the difference between what Brent crude oil is? Do you know what the FTSE 100 is? Uh, do you understand in email marketing what... Uh, IP rotation and resting is. Do you understand the difference between responsive HTML and just old school HTML? 
do you understand the 17 elements of a proper presentation, whether they be pacing the pain or to be benefit stack, trivializing uh, the hook? Do you understand all the 17 levels? Do you understand the taxation of an LLC versus an S Corp if you want to unevenly distribute profits, give one of the partners more than the other? Do you understand what a 1031 exchange is versus a 1035 exchange? Some people know what a 1031 is, but they don't know what a 1035 is. They're different, very important things that apply to every person. Do you know, um, what's another common thing that I, I'm not just trying to put out obscure things, but important stuff, important stuff. Do you understand the difference between your privacy policy on your website and the terms and conditions? Do you guys understand the benefits of Periscope over Meerkat versus Facebook Live for your marketing? Do you guys understand the 25 cognitive biases? Do you understand how to use Kantian fairness in your marketing? Do you understand how to get out of debt in a structured way? Do you understand how to negotiate with creditors? Are you a 10 in each of these areas? Okay, because if you're not, not only will you not have status, but you will all, somebody said, how the hell do I remember all this? You already can remember that much. Everybody here, quick question. Now, I just asked you a whole bunch of questions. Who here knows 103 logical fallacies that exist in human thinking? Who here understands the difference between secured financing and debentures? Who here understands what a covenant is? Who understands what a clawback feature is when you raise money? Do you know that? If you want to raise money for your business. So if you don't know these, and somebody said, I'm so lost, then all you got to do is start to know more stuff. And then you incrementally will begin to go up towards financial health. For some of you, this will make you uh, somebody said, Einstein responded by saying, I don't know, but I know someone who does know. Mm, kind of. But that's on things like brain surgery. I'm not asking you to know about brain surgery because I know someone who knows about brain surgery called a brain surgeon. I'm talking about the things pertinent to your everyday life. And believe me, you want to know each of those things that I talked about. You know, a lot of people didn't know what CMOs are collateralized mortgage obligations. About, two, uh, about 100 million people didn't know what they were. But you know who knows about them now? How many people lost their homes in 2008? Google that. Millions, I think four million people lost a home in part because of a misunderstanding of what was happening with CMOs. So you got two choices. You can learn the easy way or you can learn the hard way. Do you want to learn the easy way, which is keep your home? Or do you want to learn after you lost your home? 1.2 million. 1.2 million people. And more people declared bankruptcy. I mean, it, it, all of America was affected. All the world. Seven million people. Seven million people. 
lost their homes. Seven million. Oof. So you always learn, but if you get outside of the wheel, then the wheel crushes you. So I've got this program. I got to actually get out of here soon because of this Warren Buffett thing and Hillary Clinton thing here. Uh, so I'm going to open up the accelerator. Here's the deal. Mm -mm, not yet. 20 minutes, I got more. I'm going to show a button. I'm going to let you guys in if you want into this program called the accelerator. I've let, what's, did we find out the exact number of people have been in the accelerator let in so far? Can you check? I think it's like two or 3,000. Okay. It's, I originally was going to open it up to 300 people and the demand was so huge that we just decided, but we build it like in groups. So you still, it still has a small group feel. Um, so here's how it works. If you've liked today, if you feel like you're learning and you really want to go deeper with this, 20% of you, I estimate, want to go deeper. I've got a program that's more in depth, that I've taken time to bring in the best teachers that I know, the best mentors. I share the things that I know and I've recorded a whole bunch of content. It's a home study program. What I mean by that is you don't have to go to college. If all you need is either a phone or a computer, or you can download it and listen to it in audios on podcast, I mean on, on, you know, on your phone, on audio, or in your car, okay? Inside of that program, I've got everything that I think or everything I wish I had been taught, all right? Okay. Almost 2,800 people have come in. So if you don't have time to go to college or maybe you're in college and you want to expand and you want to learn from self-made people. I have some professors in there that teach, uh, but the professors I have are guys like Jay Samet. Jay Samet freaking own, runs a publicly traded company, raised a billion dollars, was the president of Sony, and he's a professor at USC. He's one of the teachers or one of the people. They're not really teachers because... It's more like this. I go out and get people I know, like, hey, can I record a video and share it with people in my private accelerator? Most of the time, I don't pay them or anything like that. I get them to do me a favor. Mark Cuban, I got to do me a favor. Jay Salmon, I got to do me a favor. Joel Salatin, I got Gary Keller in there, the largest. He, owned, he started and owns the largest residential real estate company on the planet. Took me a year to get that guy. So, uh... I built this program, put in a ton of work. It's a living, breathing machine, meaning we continually update it with badass stuff. The reason I didn't write it as a book, I thought to write it as a book, but by the time I write a book, guess what? By the time I write a book, it won't work anymore. By the time I write a book about how, you know, MySpace is good, <laughs> nobody's on MySpace. It takes a year or two to write a book. so. This is cutting edge. I record videos every week. Whoever I meet, whoever happens to be here at the house, boom, bring them in. This thing, how much is it worth? If I had a choice, knowing what's in there, if I could learn this stuff or have gone through conventional education, it's hands down. I'm just built, I build it for myself because I learn from it. When Mark Cuban comes and sit down, I'm like, hey, can I put this in the, can I record a video for the accelerator? 
I'm learning. It's not like I'm just record. I only do stuff I like to do. Okay. So what there's three levels to it. Each of you are at a different stage today. Primarily, I've been talking about the things you're going to learn in the money program. Some of you today, you'll come. Everybody has to start here. Some of you need to be in the entrepreneur program, but this is a separate price. I, today, I want to talk about this first. There's the entrepreneur and advanced marketing levels. Okay. Now, here's the deal. You come in here, there's an application, there's an application fee, and you're in the program. If you, we accept you, we have, I have five people on my team, Jeff, David, James, uh, Matt, and uh, Terry. And so once you do your application, they'll call you back today, tomorrow, whenever you put in the time. There's a little form you tell them when you want them to call you, wherever you are in the world, any country, any time zone. And then you can ask them if you want to upgrade to these entrepreneur or advanced marketing. Not everybody needs to be in these. These, everything I talk about today, you're going to get in the money program. But if, if you're an entrepreneur or want to really focus on entrepreneur, we have extra supplemental stuff. If you really want to go, a lot of people want to go on all three levels because the advanced marketing stuff is stuff that doesn't exist. I mean, I'm talking about very cutting edge things in there. And I know a thing or two about marketing, okay? Um, I did 430 million minutes of my videos watched in the last 11 months. So I think it's almost a record besides music videos. I don't know if anybody in the world's ever done that many. Maybe PewDiePie. With video, if you remove video games and music, it's probably the most seen videos in history of humans. So I'm not sure I'm not the best marketer, but I ain't the worst. Okay, and I'll show you a few things that I've learned. Okay, so I just want you to know I don't want to, I'm not bragging, but sometimes people need to know who they're learning from. When I if I'm gonna learn from someone like Mark Cuban, I like to know that he made three billion dollars. It helps me pay more attention <laughs> versus some random person off the street who is, it doesn't know anything about money. So what you're going to get, you get five things. Plus, I'm going to give you three bonuses. Now, here's the deal. I'm doing a special bonus only, 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 only for the first people who get in it today. So it's not for people in the past who are in the accelerator is not for people in the future. And there's a very specific reason. I don't want to give it to 20 people because I'm going to give you, and I, I, you know, many years ago I recorded a thing on status, but I didn't want to release it. I never released it <laughs> um, for varying reasons. One, it's very controversial to talk about status because people misunderstand you and they think you're talking about money or showing off. You're not, you, you don't have to show off at all. The Amish don't show off and they have status. So, Somebody said, Ty, who is the best marketer? Probably Steve Jobs was the best marketer. Apple is probably the best marketer. Um, but I would argue also Geico because car insurance is boring. And if I go anywhere in America and say, 15 minutes will save you, the whole world can go 15% on your auto insurance. So they're pretty good. Uh, Geico's good. Apple's good. There's, you know, McDonald's is good. Anytime you get a couple billion people or a couple billion burgers sold, you know a thing or two. But the so I'm going to give you guys a special bonus for 20 people. Last time I offered a special bonus video like this, 
In the first minute I showed the button to get an accelerator, 11 people had already filled out the application and paid the application fee. So the only reason I'm telling you this is, if you think this is gonna help you and you want this bonus, I'm gonna give you uh, five things. I talked about one way to change status, which is knowledge. I'm gonna give you five things in addition to that that are game changers to change status. And this status thing will not only make revolutionize your ability to network, but it'll change your social life in all areas. If you're single, to, you know, I know all the pickup artist guys, not all of them, but I know most of them. They come by the house, we're friends and stuff. Trust me, status trumps all things if you're a single guy. If you're a woman, it's also, it's a little different for women because of the way biology, men, you know, men are a little crazier in the head than women, but, uh, so it's a complicated conversation, but in business, it's of the utmost importance. Imagine you can walk into a room and be able to find the people that are important for you to know, and you can understand status to the place that you can make them give you their phone number and smile when you text them, okay? There's a lot of ways to do it wrong, there's a few ways to do it right. That's the bonus, one of the bonuses. So that I'm only gonna give to the first 20 people. Sometimes I'll do it, the first 20 or 25. Um, it depends, that one time that it was like in the first 10 seconds, it was almost full, I let it go for a little bit longer. But it's not gonna, if you wanna wait an hour or something like that, you ain't gonna get it. If you wanna wait till tomorrow, you're not gonna get it. It's very important. I don't want everybody to have it. It's too controversial, number one. And I don't like to give all my tricks. It's just kind of, and ever since I met Robert Evans, I'm even more of a stickler. He told me, how old is Robert Evans? 80? Anytime an old man or old woman who's lived a lot of years and got a lot of experience in life looks you in the eye and gives you a piece of advice, listen, because they're usually right. And he told me, <laughs> I asked him, what's advice that, you know, what advice would you give? He's 85. So what advice would you give me? He said, silence sometimes. That's what you need. And so obviously I can't, we can't be silent about everything or else nothing will be shared, but I'm not gonna share this with everybody. So what I will share for everybody who gets an accelerator, there's five things you're gonna get. Number one, you're gonna get access. Access to me and the people that I bring in to teach. Twice a month, okay, on private, live streams. They're not on Periscope or Meerkat or on YouTube. They're only for people with us, you know, uh, the password to log into them, which is only people who have been accepted in the accelerator. This is very important. You can ask specific questions and get your questions answered. On a call like this, when there's too many comments, it's not possible. Number two, you're gonna get what I call the mini talks. This is kind of the core curriculum of the program. I did the math, you know, I did a TED talk. Mine actually now is in the top, whatever. It's pretty, it's the fastest growing one, I think, ever. It's been interesting. It's growing at 30, well, I don't actually, not gonna say. Be careful to brag too much, because you'll jinx it. So, it's grown fast, I'll say that. And one thing I learned from that is one of the reasons TED Talks are so popular and TEDx Talks so popular is because they're a, si a, a length of time that's realistic to listen to under 18 minutes. Most TEDx talks and TED talks are between, you know, five and 18 minutes. There's some short ones, but none of them really are allowed to go over 18 minutes. So 
what I want to do with each of you is give you stuff that you can actually be motivated to finish. And so any subject about money, about investing, getting out of debt and networking and building a business and quitting your job and, and daily routine for success and a route being financially independent and investing in the stock market and understanding all those things that I was talking about, those things that maybe you don't understand, the things we, we wish we would have been taught that we didn't learn, those, I just broke them up and, and we're always recording new you know, mini talks. Some of them we used to do longer and now we're getting them so that they're real easy to listen to. And we just break them up for you. The third thing you're going to get is behind the scenes, which is cool. I just recorded a new behind the scenes. Okay. By the way, that one, Adrian and Adrian, tell Adrian, that one should be for the money program that I recorded yesterday. Yeah. Not for the business builder. I recorded one of the most important talks I've done it. What we do is just flip the camera on when I'm working with my teams. So I used to be more secretive, but then I started thinking, man, I wish there was footage of entrepreneurs that I could have followed when I was starting out and actually watch them do the business behind the scenes. So watch for the one that I just recorded yesterday. Number four, you're going to get preferred access. You know, I, I realized Oops. Uh, I realized that twice a month wasn't enough. So now I start going on these uh, Periscope and Meerkat just for people in the accelerator a couple more times a week. So that's like, instead of having a personal trainer just twice a month, now you can get it and ask questions and stuff like that. So that's supposed to say preferred access, sorry. Handwriting is not my specialty. Fifth thing is these motivational minutes. And we're switching this over now to be a private Snapchat. So it's a Snapchat only for people in the accelerator. Uh, and basically just some motivational stuff every day. So you got complicated stuff. I feel like I'm missing one thing. What am I missing? Uh, no, no, not the bonuses. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, these are the five. Now. Here's the bonuses, okay? So we're gonna show this button, these three bonuses. The most important super bonus is the vault. I've been doing, you know, a lot of times I did, I've done business, not publicly for a long time, but I've recorded those videos and I, people always have asked me, can I get copies of those old videos before you were doing what you're doing now? And I always said no for different reasons, but I decided to put them into this archive that I called the vault and the archive, I was gonna originally just sell it for $10,000 because it has about 100 hours in it. And the deal with 100 hours, I, you know, I figured at $10,000 an hour is what I wanna get paid for one-on-one -on -one consulting, that this was just charging for one hour. So I thought that was a pretty fair price. But for those of you who get in today, I'm gonna, give you the bonus without the cost. Try not to be greedy. Number two, this is a very cool thing. The one missing link in the accelerator, we opened it up in May. Thing we didn't have is any in-person stuff. So I started doing retreats. I did three last year. We're gonna try to do six or eight this year around the world, LA, New York, London. So I'm gonna give you a free annual pass like they get at Disneyland. I'm doing one 
I just did one last month in Hollywood, sold out the Roosevelt, and now we're doing one in Manhattan. And it's gonna be a lot of people, I think. So these I sell for you know usually like two to four hundred dollars. You can come any conference, just give us two weeks notice ahead of time, and you can do it for this. Uh, you guys can, since it's shorter than two weeks, you can just let us know. We'll let you into this New York one if you want to come to Manhattan, or you can come one in February. We're going to come to London, all these places. We're going to LA, New York, and London. That way it's close to every region in the world, or as close as we can get reasonably. So that's worth about two grand, and it guarantees you a spot. And then the last thing is this special bonus. Now, this is just for 20, the first 20 people, okay? And what it is, is five secret, and these are genuine secrets to status networking and, and to increasing, sorry, to increasing status for business networking, okay? You have to do this or else it doesn't work. I've tried everything. You name it, I have tried it, man. So, all right, here's what's gonna happen. There's a button now on my website. It should be above or below or somewhere here. So, oh, the price, I forgot to say the price. So the price, I thought about how I wanted to do the price. I thought about it for a long time. The original plan two years ago when we were building the accelerator was the, it was gonna be the same price as USC because I spoke at USC at their entrepreneur thing and it was $260,000 for an undergrad degree. So it was about 60 grand a year. So I was like, I'm gonna charge the same because I saw, I spoke, I speak around the world at these universities and I'm like, these kids don't know a lot of stuff. Now, I'm not blaming the schools, but whatever way isn't working. So I said, you know what I'm gonna do? Instead, I'm just gonna make it home study, and I launched it, I, I put out a deep dive survey, it's called, and a lot of people came back to me and were like, yeah, we'll be in it, but I noticed it was only rich people and kids of rich parents. So I didn't wanna do that, because that, my goal is not to make maximum money, it's to help people who were like in the same situation as me. I was in a situation where I was sleeping on a couch, Never saw, I never saw a millionaire until I was in my 20s. I, you know, raised by a single mom. I've been in exact same shoes probably most of you have been in, whether it's broke or, you know, they call that the pyramid of money. And I've been through that bottom where you're in debt and da 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 and all the way. So the price, you know, I thought, should I do it as 60 grand a year and make it a four year program? But that brought me the wrong kind of people. Pricing is very important. It dictates what type of customers you have. So then I thought, well, maybe I'll just give it away for free. And I talked to Joel Salatin, and I remember what he told me even when I was 19. He said, Ty, never do things for free for two reasons. It creates a lose-lose situation. Number one, people don't pay attention to what they get for free. Trust me. If you have a friend and you start taking them out to dinner and you always pay, they will start taking you for granted. Guarantee. Guarantee they'll start treating you worse. It's a crazy corollary of life. Because you would think the more you do for people, the better they treat you. It ain't how it goes. I'll give you an example. If I tell people, oh, buy this book, it's whatever, 10 bucks, very few people buy it. But if McDonald's puts out a family happy meal special 
poison your family meal, um, people, billion people will spend 10 bucks on that. So people's understanding of value and money is all upside down, man. And so you want to dictate value by a fair price that's not greedy. And I call it the 10x rule. I've under, you undervalue it by 10 times. So if you think you have something that brings $100 of value to people, charge 10 bucks for it. If you think you bring in 10 million of value to people, charge a million bucks. So it's a simple rule. So I think um, I looked out there at how people value education. I looked at USC, one of the most expensive programs, 260 grand if you don't have you know, grants and stuff. And I looked at the cheapest, which is a thousand bucks for community college here. I have a friend going to community college. I paid a thousand bucks for a quarter or whatever. So I said, I'll go with the very lowest. So we decided to do, I didn't want to do zero or 60 grand. So just 997, I thought I'd do it. My friend always tell me, don't, don't do a thousand on the dot. Always people like nines and sevens. So whatever, I don't think it matters that much, but 997 and it's a one-time fee. Now, this year in 2016, I'm gonna change it because it's too much good stuff for the wrong price. I've already seen that. I'm not charging enough. So we're gonna change it to monthly, but not today. Don't worry. Okay, probably you know, I I haven't decided when, but it's just gonna be nine nine is the I have some friends that um, have a program, it's not a business one, but they charge nine ninety seven a month and they said it works great. So this is right now, it's a one-time fee, and beauty, it's 100% guaranteed. So you go through the program, I'll give you all your money back, you have 60 days. My lawyer said I should have done a 14-day guarantee, and I'm like, no, I wanna have enough people have enough time. So you got 100 days, I'm sorry, 60 days, <laughs> to get 100% money back. So if you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Now this is for the money program. What's gonna happen now is there's a button that should be showing, or you can call this phone number, 1-800, sorry, 604-2587. You can call that number, number three. Uh, so we got button, you can, if you're on Periscope and Meerkat, just close it for a second. Go to tylopez.com slash periscope. Just type that in manually to Insta—I mean to uh, Internet Explorer, Chrome, or Safari. tylopez.com slash periscope. This will guarantee you the bonus stuff, okay? The third thing we have is the, uh, yes. You can email maya at tylopez.com. And then lastly, you can live chat. Just go to my website, Ty Lopez, and press help. The easiest one is this one. You can press a button, takes you to the application page, you fill it out, and then the next page after you fill it out, do the application, and the application fee is the call scheduler. You gotta talk and fit for you. Sometimes right away we find out it's not a good fit for people, we'll refund them their money right away. Sometimes people we let, and we have super low refund rate. It's been awesome program. Um, when I did a long 60 day guarantee, 100%, my lawyers were like, Ty, people are gonna cheat. They're just gonna go through the program. 
then on the 59th day, they're gonna ask for their money back and you gotta give it back. And I was like, I'm not worried about that. It very rarely happens. Very rarely happens. Um, testimonials. You know, one of my marketing friends, if I wanted to be a super salesman, I could. I could just sit here and read all of the um, testimonials. This is one stack. One of my compliance lawyers was here yesterday and he's like, do you have a, how many stacks of testimonials do you have? Because we say we have a lot and he likes to verify we're not lying. So I had this little notepad and he's like, oh, is that it? I'm like, are you crazy? Do you want me to print all the programs we have? Book of the day, 67 steps, accelerator, business builder, inner circle, five different programs. If I print them all out, there's over 70,000. So, uh, we have 200 we just got in December that are video testimonials. I just did a conference. I had a guy who was cool. I mean, people come up to me in this conference. Kid came up to me and said, I, he said, Ty, I want you to know, I bought the accelerator and it was all the money I had or most of the money I had. And I made enough money back in a week. I forget what he did. Another guy came up to me and said, Ty, got the accelerator. You know, he said, you want to buy some real estate in Manhattan with me? And I was thinking, oh, this is a rich kid or something. I said, you know, I'm not really investing much in real estate. He, he wanted to invest in nightclubs. I was like, I don't really do that anymore. I used to do that, be in the nightclub industry when I, you know, lived in North Carolina and stuff. And he goes, um, I said, what's your story? And he said, oh yeah, man, I was, before I heard of you, I was selling CDs on the streets of Mexico City. I'm like, cool, we have them on video. We're getting ready to release this long video. It has like 200 video testimonials. And this guy goes, and now I work for JP Morgan in Manhattan, which is one of the hardest places to work. And in addition to that, I, uh, I'm investing in real estate on the side with, I got investors and this kid was like 24, something like that. It's mind blowing. I had a guy there made an extra $700,000 last year uh, in his financial planning practice. I had a guy there that was a disabled veteran. They, they came up on stage. We didn't pay him or anything. They just wanted to come tell their story. He was making, so he has, he became, he got disabled. There was a, a bomb that went off in Afghanistan and he was like in a, in a Humvee or something like that. And he hurt his back and he was disabled. So he was discharged, honorably discharged. And he said he had no money, he was depressed, and it was hard. You know, the military, unfortunately, in America doesn't really take care of veterans the way that it should. Uh, and so he said, you know, I was, I was depressed. And then he started this business that helps veterans understand their, their benefits. And it's a for-profit business. And now he's like, I made 50 grand in the last three months, profit. So he's making 10 to 20,000 a month. Uh, there's, so I... There's so many testimonials. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to, do I read them all to people? Do I show them all to people? I got people sending me pictures of their houses that they bought, first multi-million dollar house. This guy flew out in December last month, John Rude. It's pretty wild. He was, he's, you can Facebook him if you want to talk to him. R-O-O-D, J-O-H-N-R-O-O-D, John Rude. He told me he's getting a lot of people 
Facebooking them, but he didn't mind. I said, do you mind answering people? Oh, you were on stage? Yeah, Nimi, what, Nimi Bernie was on stage. He's right here watching this. And uh, Nimi was a realtor, not making much money, had to take a warehouse job at night to make ends meet. And now he's raised 250 grand for real estate projects of his own investing, not just a realtor now. And he, I think he said he's got a couple hundred thousand or another 500,000 in line. So, you know, what would, how'd your life change if you could network with people, if you understood money, if your status was changing mentally because you had more knowledge about finance and all of a sudden things that are hard aren't so hard anymore. And what if it was coming to you in a way, like I said, this accelerator is not that hard to do. 15 minutes every other day. That's all you have to do. 15 minutes every other day. So, all right, questions, because I got to go relatively soon. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. This bonus is going to be cool because the reason I thought about doing this bonus is there were some dudes over here the other day and they were asking me if I would ever release those recordings I did years ago. And I said, no, they're too controversial, but I'm going to re-record just for you guys on today. So first 20 of you are going to get this. Nobody else in the world will have it. Do not share it with anybody. We'll do this on the honor system. I'm telling you up front, it's not, it's, it's like I said, I'm sure somebody will try to post it on YouTube, but I'll, my lawyers will get it taken down. We have a good relationship with YouTube. Uh, so it'll be hard to find. Um, if you understand what I'm talking about in that bonus and you can alter the way people perceive you in an honest and ethical way, I don't know if anything will change your financial situation quicker. Because if you have a job and all of a sudden your boss perceives you differently, they move you into a different position, you make more money. If you're an entrepreneur and your customers perceive you differently, if your vendors, if your employees, if your staff, if you're um, those people who are you want to invest in you, your mentors, if they see you completely differently, it's amazing what becomes easy that now is super hard. So, uh, yeah. Ty, we're in the Great Rising Super Shift. Hell's Rise, healthy. It's a good book to start on finance. What about the business builders? Yeah, sometimes I'll share some of this stuff with a business builder, but that's the higher level stuff. So, it's very easy. I'm sure what they want to do. This, believe it or not, who has, I'm going to this guy's over. I don't know if I'll get to meet Warren Buffett because there'll be about 200 people. It's a, and Hillary Clinton's going to be there. I'm not really political, but I want to meet Warren Buffett. Or I want to at least hang out where he is. He's one of my idol slash mentors. Ty is a CFP worth it if you want to be a financial planner. But the stuff in it is, Ty, this is motivating. I'm a veteran. Hope to God I can be successful, especially being a single dad for two little girls. I want to look up to them. I want to look, uh, them to look up to me for the rest of their lives and for the right reasons. Cool. Well, yes, that's status within your own family, which is an interesting point. You know, it, you see sometimes funny like cartoons and stuff where the kids don't respect the parents. It's a tragedy. And I understand it. Some parents don't do things that are respectable. Therefore, the kids are smart and don't respect their parents. But you ever seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness where it's Will Smith, you know, and his son and they're homeless and... My friend told me he's a, he's a macho dude. He said, that's the only movie that ever made me cry. He said, don't judge me. The, what is it, the bathroom scene or whatever where he can't, 
he's with his son Will Smith, and he and he did, is that his real son in it? Yeah, and his son um, he's homeless, and they're having to sleep in the subway, uh, and you know, there's a lot of people that get in that situation, and so. And sometimes there's no fault of their own. What happened in 2008 was very hard because people didn't anticipate it. But some people did. So you need to be a person that's ahead of the game. Not only for yourself. For those of you married and kids, for the sake of your children. Imagine if you could pass on this stuff to your kids. You will give them the biggest blessing known to mankind. And very few parents do this. Most parents want the best for their kids, but they don't know how to do it. So if you're a single parent, now sometimes people go, I don't have the money. You know, people find money for the things that are truly important to them. Not always. I grew up with a single mom. She, you know, she always put food. I was never starving or anything like that. Um, but we're never rich at all. Lived in a mobile home for five years. It was a double wide, so I guess it wasn't so bad. Um, but I didn't live in a cool place like this, you know, some, and so I identify with all those levels that people got to go through. And uh, I can just tell you, I don't, the reason I do this truly, cause I could do a lot of things in business. There's, it's not like I do this cause this is the only way I could make money, but this is the most important thing that I could think of to do with my time is to try to go, here's what I didn't learn. I'm going to go out there and find the people who can teach it to me and then I'll record it now with the magic of modern video and live streaming. I can just share it with everybody else. So we all, that's why I call it knowledge society. It's not called the Thai society. It's not built around me. It's built around a concept, a precept that Warren Buffett says in his book, he wrote a child's book for six-year-olds and it's the first chapter says, the more you learn, the more you earn. I remember thinking, you know, you guys, some of you have seen my Lamborghini video. A couple hundred million of you have seen that one. And it's because I said, the more you learn, the more you earn. That's what Warren, but I didn't take credit for it. That's what Warren Buffett said. And that's a game changing thing. And it's such simple advice that almost no one will listen to it. They won't listen to Warren Buffett, even though he has all the credibility in the world, man. He made a $300 billion company. People love Mark Zuckerberg. People love it. No one, basically, no one's built one. Todd, is it true you rented the Lamborghini and the house to shoot the commercial? I, guys, I, 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 sometimes I'm like, do I answer these questions or do you just move on? Um, you know, I attack the system. And when you attack the system, people attack back for various reasons. Various reasons. They attack back. Mostly people attack when they're afraid. So if they don't know who you are and all of a sudden you're saying crazy things that aren't necessarily crazy, they're more logical, people are going to freak out. All right, what do we got? Three minutes left. Uh, what else do we got here? Ty about 67 steps eight days ago but no access to the accelerator. So they're different. Go on the live chat if you have some questions. Now, for those of you whose cards declined, uh, don't worry. We can 
uh, for the decline, we can go ahead and um, uh, just call you back or you call back. But you gotta do it here. We'll give you, a, for those of you who try to pay in your card because you're from another country, just call back in or go on help on my website, okay? Ty, yes, look at Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. attacked the system and people got mad. Malcolm X, Muhammad Gandhi. I'm not saying I'm like them. That's not my point. I'm, I don't put myself on their level. I'm just saying any of us, you, it was the second you start doing new things, okay, you're going to get flack. And I talked about that in one of the first five points, how the reason we shut down our curiosity and our mad scientist experimentation mentality that we all naturally are born with and that healthy uh, that's it's healthy that we're born with it is because people laughing at people it's called social controls they laugh at you they get mad at you they yell at you they tell you you're dumb they tell you you're crazy but like Einstein said the thing about smart people is they sound crazy to dumb people just remember that Ty I'm meeting a Swedish billionaire next week what questions should I ask I mean in general remember it's more it's not there's no magic question that you ask because it's more of a, I would do a lot of reading up on that person's life. That's probably the best so that you can just have a free flowing, nice conversation with them. And it sounds like you know, you know what you're talking about. K-N-O-W, no knowledge. Time 21 financial knowledge is at a one. Is it too early to start this program? No, I've got 12 year olds that go in this program with their parents and we got lots of people that are 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s even and teenagers and I think there another day the other day I got a text from my mom saying her eight-year-old daughter watches two hours a day of this stuff I don't know if that's good but um uh My Thursday tip of the day, status. That's, for the most part, I wish I had learned more about status. That, that's, Dr. David Buss is one of the only people who speaks on that. I mean, he's a very respected scientist. Ty's live chat on your site, always available, most of the time. You know, 12, 14 hours a day. Sometimes it's the middle of the night, we won't. Here in my garage is the best words ever spoken. Now, for last minute thing, for any of you on the fence, just remember, there's two types of people in the world. There's cowards and there's conquerors, and that's about it. Be sure. We'll all be afraid and cowards once in a while. Be sure you don't go too much on the coward side. Um, very dangerous. Remember, everything you do, when you get an opportunity, let's say, to go into the accelerator and you don't do it, not only do you miss out on the bonuses and miss out on those stuff, but you also reprogram your mind to say no to opportunities. And I'm at a point now, dude, I get so many crazy things happen and I've just come to a place where I'm like, nah, I'm gonna say yes, almost always. 9.45 last night, Dan Bill, it's a tech, hey, can I come over, you know, Dan Bazarian come over at 9.45. I was busy, I had just worked out for four hours. Say yes. I want my mind programmed. 
Maya was like, do you want to go to this thing with Warren Buffett and Hillary Clinton? I already did a thing with Hillary Clinton a month or two ago. I already interviewed her and did a thing. And I'm like, but why would I say no? I don't want to program my mentality to be a no person. I pretty much, if somebody comes, now you'll know. If you, and all the people who work for me can attest and vow to this. Basically, I say yes. Mine's like, do you want to have dinner with, I got some cool lunches set up when I'm in New York. Supposed to meet, go to lunch with the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, the CEO of Citibank. That's a tr $3 trillion company. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying when you start saying yes to things, you'd be surprised how many cool things come your way. It's almost, I don't believe in the secret necessarily. I think people take it too far, but I will tell you there's something to that. When you start going into the right mental space where you say yes to stuff, more people ask you if you want to do cooler and cooler stuff. And it's you creep forward and you go up and up and all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh. it's like the president want to hang out with you. And you're like, yes, but you practice by saying yes to many things. I spend fifty dollars to $100,000 a month training my own brain, buying programs like this from other people, mentors, teachers, traveling, conferences, at least. So I learned a long time ago, say yes to training your own brain. It's a game changer. Why would you say no? It's not like I'm asking people to donate money to me so I can go to Disneyland. It's not the send tie to Disneyland program. Uh, so I could understand people saying no to that. But what if you get in this program and in 100 hours of content, there's more than 100 hours in the accelerator. But let's say, just for round numbers, there's 100. Do you think there's one thing in there, one thing in there, an hour, one of those hours that's so relevant and pertinent to where you are right now that it will make you a 20% ROI on your money? You know investors, great investors, if they can make 20% on their money, they'll jump for joy. That means if they can put $1,000 down and get a return of 200 above 1000 so they get 1200 back, that's 20% ROI. Warren Buffett doesn't even try to get 20%. And he's considered the best investor in the world. If he gets 8% compounding exponentially, he, he, I mean, that's basically what he did. You'll go from having, if you would have given him $10,000 in the 1960s, you'd have $50 million today because he grew it consistently. And so you got to ask yourself, if you put a 997 into this, you don't think you'll make $1,200 uh, back in value in your life? Over the next 12 months, I'll give you a, a refund if you don't. So, Ty, OMG, 67 Steps, Accelerating Knowledge Society are all created by you. No, not OMG. That's some other people that I just know. Okay. Um, I'm in the 67 Steps, Ty, to proceed with the accelerator. I highly recommend you do more than one thing at a time. I do, yesterday for my personal training. I did weights, jujitsu. No, not jujitsu. I did Sistema, which is like a Russian jujitsu. And then I did um, uh, a coordination and, and it's kind of like a mobility program. So I do lots of stuff, man. I do lots and lots of stuff. Why limit yourself to one? It's you. It's your life. You know? Okay. Ty, how do you get a girlfriend? And this accelerator change your status, that's a game changer. Anybody can get a girlfriend. 
Anybody can get a boyfriend. It's can you get the girlfriend you want? This is a much harder thing. <laughs> There's somebody out there that will date you. It just might be not the person you want to date. So uh, everybody can get a job. It just might not be the job you want. So the real question is, what do you do positionally that you change yourself and your life to where you get what you want? What's that? Oh, you're a seven chasing after tens. Yeah. Ty, why did Dan Bilzerian want to come over? You'd have to ask Dan. <laughs> Is Dan Bilzerian a cool dude? Yes. He's, he's much more shy than people realize. He's not a, he's not a big talker in a group. But one-on-one, -on -one we talked. He's, much, he's more vocal when it's just me and him talking. But uh, again, he's a controversial person. Is he a saint? No. Is he, are you a saint? That's what I always ask people that criticize. People will be like, ah, this, I'm like, are you? Because like Jesus Christ said, before you look at the speck in someone else's eye, take the log out of your own. This is the best thing, approach to life. All right. Uh, will people get into your program before you change into monthly payments have to change to monthly? No. Whoever locked in today, if we raise the price, you don't have, I'm not gonna, there's no tricks here, okay? When I say right now it's a one-time payment, 997, for the money. Now, if you wanna go on the entrepreneur, there's a different price, but everything I talked about today, you get in the money. The entrepreneurs, it's not that much more expensive. And then the accelerator, there's three levels. But we won't switch it to monthly, you're, you're locked in. We're not gonna do anything like that. Ty, it's awesome, you're hanging out with Warren Buffett. I'm with Berkshire Hathaway. Well, I'm not hanging out with him. Yeah, I'm going to a thing that he will be at. Whether I hang out with him is to be determined. He, a lot of people want to hang out with Warren Buffett. I'm not sure who. Warren Buffett is a loved person by a lot of smart people. So people pay $2.5 million to hang out with the lunch. He probably doesn't have time for me tonight. But I also go, you know, for me, I take selfies with people. You know, I, I post cool selfies with, I did one, a cool one with Will Smith. But honestly, when I'm there, it's not for the selfie. Even though I love a selfie just to remember, it's kind of like my personal diary. But I watch Will Smith. I learn from everybody. When I'm there in person, you learn a lot. If I'm with Dan Bilzerian last night, I learn. Sometimes what they say, sometimes what they don't say. If I'm with Warren Buffett, I've been to some things like Berkshire Hathaway meeting stuff where it's Warren Buffett. I've been pretty, you know, around him in person. And you learn a lot, how he carries himself and, and so on and how he acts. And uh, so tonight, I hope I just learned something from Warren Buffett on what he says. He's going to give a private talk. No one can record this talk. I'm sure someone will try. But last time I was at a thing with Warren Buffett, I kid you not, I tried to record it. And literally, I would say within 30 seconds, two policemen came up to me. And <laughs> were like, we're going to take your phone. I was like, okay. It was pretty, no, they say, because they can't take your phone, but they can throw you out. They're like, you're going to have to leave. It was crazy. That dude has a lot of security. He has eight bodyguards like the president. You ever seen that video where they do the whole diamond formation and pull out their Glocks and Uzis? They're all surrounding him. He's a hard man to get to. Uh, I've gotten past Secret Service one time to, the pre to Bill Clinton, and don't do that, I found out, but that's another story. Uh, I had the president yell at me. Once he was ex-president, but 
Bill Clinton goes, how the hell did this guy get up to me? That's what he said to me, my first words, because I maneuvered past the Secret Service at my friend's. I didn't really sneak past, but he was nice after. Oh, look how cool it looks behind. Oh, don't worry, it's a green screen. Sarah Underwood is in the, the swimming pool now, shooting. All right, I'm gonna give away, real quick here, these three iPad minis. All right, we're actually giving away four because we're gonna give away to the one to the guy. So, questions? Yes, the first one. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys uh, a hint right now if you want to win. Periscope, Meerkat, do this real quick. I got to get out of here real soon. So the first one I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to Snapchat. Let me have a piece of paper to just write a little hint. Actually, I'll just, I'll take a picture like this. I'm going to do the sunrise. Look how cool. No, it doesn't look good. What? It looks like there's a cord behind my head. Wait, no, Kenna, come with your footsies. I don't know if I want to do that. Were you going to bomb in? All right, I'm going to write this. I'm going to write a hint. No one on my Snapchat is going to know what the hell this is, except you guys. Mark my words, people are going to be like, what Snapchat was that? So, I'm going to give you a hint. You're going to have to type out four things. And then you're going to win. So check my Snapchat story. It's Ty Lopez and the number one is my Snapchat. Add me on Snapchat, Ty Lopez and the number one. Then scroll through my story to the end. You'll see Dan Bilzerian and stuff in there also. What time do I have to leave? Uh, 5.30, 5.30, 5.45, the latest. Okay. All right. Uh, so, here we go. Here's the questions. Can you guys video? We got my website you can win, iPad mini. Make sure you restream to win and, pair, and um, share this. iPad mini. You ready? Okay. Okay, here we go. Here's the question. Get through my Snapchat for this hint. I gave one of them away. Okay, we're recording to see who wins. Who never went to anyone else's house parties, only through their own, and what three cognitive biases did he use by going to his own house party? Dan Blazer. Who never went to anyone else's house parties, and what are the three cognitive biases that he used by having his own parties? So you've got to list a name plus three cognitive biases. Did anyone get it? We got one. We're gonna wait till we get two. We got one maybe on Periscope. One up, is anyone on my website getting it? Free iPad Mini. Once you win, you gotta send us your email. Oh, there was one. Yeah, see one. We need two. Yeah. 
Wait till there's two before we stop looking, just in case one person doesn't answer. That's okay. I'm not so much worried about the spelling. Just as long as it's the right words. Yeah, we'll save the scare. My Periscope autosaves. It's only Meerkat that doesn't autosave. Yeah, that's fine. That, that, this one is not about the per, as long as we know what the hell they're talking about. There you go. They miss one. Okay, on Meerkat, the winner is Kath L33 and Maronis. That's a long name. Is it a woman, Catherine? So Kath33, you said Hugh Hefner, social reciprocity and Kantian fairness. Okay, on Periscope. What is this? The winner? That's yeah, the, oh, okay. Sue underscore Rob. We had two female winners. Good. Sue underscore Rob on Periscope. And the winner on my website is 376.039. 376.039. So here's the deal. We need to film you. Each of you winners reply with your email address, what you do for a living, and how old you, uh, how old you are. Your email, oh, and where you live. Tell us a little bit about you, Sue and Kath and 376039. It's somebody with a picture with a, a woman and a guy. The guy's wearing sunglasses. The girl has, looks like blonde hair, blue eyes on my website. So where do you guys live? Are you getting comments on your acting video? They're not bad, though. I haven't seen any bad ones. No, 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 there's nothing bad. That's good. You look like a thespian. Yeah. <laughs> Thespians have to be able to be emotional. What's that? From uh, LA, UCLA. Kathy, are you a female or is it? Am I allowed to ask that politically? Okay to ask? Sue, Rob, we need your email. Kath, how old are you? What do you do at UCLA? We got Brandon, one in, he's a medic in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Is it a one-time uh, uh, one payment for life? It's a four-month program. Sue Robb lives in Grand Terrace, 50 years old, works in the health field. Awesome, Sue. Got it. Okay. I hope an iPad, and we need your, yeah, we got your email. So we got everybody? Two people in the healthcare business, two women today, that's good. Has, and two Americans and one Canadian. We've had people win around the world. Someone said, dang it, I got the same answer as Sue, but she got the quicker fingers. All right, guys, I got to head out. And uh, thanks for taking time. I know you guys are busy, so I appreciate you being here. And for those of you in the Accelerator, schedule your calls. If you want to find out about the higher level programs, like the Entrepreneur Periscope, some of you should definitely go in it. Give me a week to get you the bonus. Sometimes I'll get it a little quicker. I gotta record it because I'm gonna re-record a more up-to-date version. Um, but awesome, okay? I'll try to get it to you quicker than that. But uh, you'll get access to the accelerator as soon as you get on the call. So schedule the call right away. You can do it today, tomorrow, tonight, whatever is the best for you, depending on your time zone. Couple last things: housekeeping. Follow me on Snapchat. It's getting cooler and crazier. You definitely, some people are like, dude, your Snapchat is pretty entertaining. 
Uh, and I, I mix in, remember, I always mix in lifestyle stuff. People are like, are you doing that to show off? I'm like, no. Two reasons. One, I have my friends follow my Snapchat. I like, believe it or not, some people on Instagram are like, Ty, why would you not post, why do you post a picture with your grandma? That's not inspirational to me. I'm like, believe it or not, my Instagram doesn't exist just for you. That's what I want to write. You ain't going to believe this, but I didn't open up my Instagram account for you. And so I'm happy to have everybody watch, but you'll see some lifestyle, some stuff relevant to you, some stuff that's not. You know what I do? Take the best and skip the rest. That's what I do with everybody. If I meet Hillary Clinton, I don't have to agree with everything that she says. If I meet Donald Trump, I, you know, take the best. Skip the rest. Everybody's got some best, and some people have a lot to skip. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but everybody, Abraham Lincoln said you learn from everybody. Ty, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, so follow with Snapchat is Ty Lopez1. My Instagram, it, I'm also doing a cool experiment people are liking, so check out my Instagram. It's just my name. And then, will you take a selfie with Clinton? I already have a video with Hillary Clinton. I hope she becomes the president. Only so I can say, here's me interviewing the president. <laughs> Not because I care about politics. Um, uh, so I'm biased right now. People are like, what's your affiliation? I'm like, well, my selfie picture will look a lot better if I can change the caption to the president and me chilling out. Uh, but the, the other thing, Periscope Meerkat. But my YouTube channel is probably the most important. So it's just my name, Ty Lopez. And for those of you who could not afford the accelerator, go in the 67 steps. I've had 80,000 people go in in the last 12 months. First video, you'll see 70,000 positive comments or 65,000 positive comments. It's crazy. Um, and it's just a dollar a video. So it's $67 for 67 videos. What I learned from my five main mentors and other people, it took me a decade to compile all that stuff. Um, and it's 100% money back guaranteed for 67 days. And then there's a VIP program you can be in if you want to be in the monthly coaching version of it, which is 69 a month. But you don't have to be. You can do the one-time fee and cancel. Ty, you're going to the Golden Globes. They were last night. Maya went. Charlotte. No, that's people's. Oh, no, People's Choice. Thank you. People's Choice, Maya, and then went too. Am I going to the Golden Globes? I think I have to go to Vegas for a conference. Uh, but I might actually go to Golden Globes. I haven't decided. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Join 67 Steps is just on tylopez.com slash 67 steps.